This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a, is a dark day in American history. There was an insurrection at the Capitol. Never forget 616, 2022. When staffers and comedians and individuals associated with Stephen Colbert breached the Capitol building after hours without authorization, let in, yes, by a Democratic member of Congress. Our democracy, I'm sorry, our constitutional republic is truly at risk. Uh, no, in all seriousness, here's the real story. This is actually crazy. So I'm, I'm sitting down in the green room. I, I'm tur- I turn on Fox News and Jesse Waters comes on and says that seven people associated with the Col- Colbert's Late Show were arrested for breaching the Capitol building. They were unauthorized. They were banging on doors and screaming, apparently. Uh, the report is that they were let in by Adam Schiff. Now we're hearing it's nine people, including some well-known comics, as well as staffers for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. So it's fascinating. Obviously, I'm not literally comparing this to what happened on January 6th, but it is kind of a weird irony. We have the January 6th hearings going on right now, and you have several comedians breaching the building. They were instructed to leave. Apparently, they were let in by Schiff. I wonder if uh, Adam Schiff is going to be held accountable at all. So we'll talk about that. We got a bunch of other news, too. We got, uh, I believe it was Cornyn, his name, right? That that senator who wants uh, gun control. That's who it is, yeah? He's getting booed at a GOP convention. People were throwing his lanyards in the trash. Oh, I really, really want to talk about that. And uh, I think I think we'll roll with that. Obviously, a lot of news in the... Uh, um, in the economy, because everybody expected to get really bad, Democrats are already plotting replacing Joe Biden. Let's be real, they have been for some time, so we'll, we'll get into all of that stuff. Joining us tonight to talk about all of that is Vish Burra. How you doing? Thanks Who for are having you? me, Tim. I'm an America First activist and operative. I've uh, worked with the New York Young Republican Club. I've been the producer for uh, War Room with Steve Bannon. Uh, I've been, uh, I've worked closely with Matt Gates, uh, in the House of Representatives. Uh, I'm also one of the main players behind the Hunter Biden laptop story right here. Anybody who's ever got a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop has pretty much got it from me. Wow. Yeah. Well then, should be interesting. <laughs> we also have Forrest Cooper. Yep. So my name is Forrest Cooper. I exist in two different worlds, one of them being philosophy, the other one being violence and how we understand it. Uh, and I am here for my fourth appearance. Yeah. Enjoying my time here. So my politics is my own, but I'm really concerned about, I like to, I like to focus on questions of gun control and whether it's arbitrary and what's the point. And then you can find me on Twitter now. If you've been following, if you've seen us on, or me on your show, I'm on Twitter now, unfortunately. You, you have a lot of experience in, uh, war, yep. conflict, crisis. Yep. Uh, seven deployments, four of them prior with Ranger Battalion. I've spent plenty of time overseas. I was over in Ukraine for a little bit recently. Um, but that was more for journalism. So I really want to talk about, um, you know, obviously, uh, Tim Pool loves talking about civil war. So we'll, we'll get into that, especially considering what's going on with this, uh, this capital breach and what it really means and what they'll say about it. Plus where this goes in terms of, there's another big story, uh, out of New Mexico. We talked about Otero County where they're refusing to certify the election. A court order came down saying you have to. And this guy, Coy Griffin was like, nope, not going to do it. So nobody knows what that means. They're like, if he doesn't do it, what happens? No one knows. 
Is there just no election? Well, we'll find out. We got Luke Rutkowski. I'm I'm pretty sure Forrest is here to assassinate me after the show. So that, uh, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> uh, my name is Luke Rutkowski of WeArtChange.org. I am your humble T-shirt vendor. Today I'm wearing a shirt that gets me a lot of thumbs up. It says, if you trust the government, you don't know history. I think it's important for a lot of people to see this message. If you agree, you can go on thebestpoliticalshirts.com and get yourself one. Also, uh, today will be my last day for a little bit. Here on this broadcast, I will be missing you guys. I will definitely miss Tim, Ian, Lydia, and uh, even this grinning Malacca right in front of me that couldn't be happier about the juice. Uh, no, Luke, I'm really Luke, sad Luke is, uh, that you're going, man. Luke, Luke is going on an unpaid suspension for inappropriate right. uh, behavior. That's true. He cheated while we were playing uh, video games. Mm-hmm. Also called me Potato Man many times. So very many times. No, that's <laughs> fine. It was... I can talk to HR then. Then I can yeah, talk yeah. to HR. And that's fine. You would. You would. You would, Karen. I want to. I want to point out that your shirt is correct. If you trust the government, you don't know history. As someone who doesn't know history, I also don't trust the government. Yeah. So I want that to be said. <laughs> yeah. At least you admit it. Well, yeah. Then, exactly. Well, look, I'm. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. Yes. And Luke, is it assassination if you know it's coming? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll yeah. see what happens after the show. It's gotcha. a question for another day. Right not for making you. me feel unsafe. Um, so my name is Seamus Coglin. I make cartoons uh, at a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We just released a cartoon yesterday that I think you guys will really like. Speaking of assassinations and assassination attempts, it's pretty spicy. I think you'll enjoy it. We also uh, just started a website. So if you want to support independent content, help us get free from big tech and get an extra cartoon every week, go over to freedomtunes.com and become a member for five bucks a month. Thank you so much. I am loving the vibe tonight. It's going to be a very fun conversation. We have a lot of different expertises here, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member and support our work and our journalists. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments from this show. We have uh, – they, they go up Monday to Thursday at 11 p.m., and we just have this massive library by now of all of these different guests and conversations. So it, it really is great stuff, and we appreciate all of you becoming members, supporting us. But you're also supporting our journalists who are fact-checking, reporting on all this news every single day, challenging the machine. And you are supporting websites and news outlets that use alternative infrastructure. We do not use big tech Silicon Valley for the website. We, we don't use that garbage. Well, obviously we use some stuff, but for the most part. Our infrastructure is Rumble. Our video player is Rumble. And we have many more announcements. I'd love to say every aspect of the site is 100% off of Silicon Valley. We are actively working on that now, building new infrastructure and signing deals and all of that stuff. We will have many more announcements because a lot of stuff is happening behind the scenes. Our intent is to do what we can to say no to the machine and help create competition. So go to TimCast.com. But don't forget, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share this video right now every, everywhere you can if you really want to help us out. Word of mouth is the best way to help. Let's jump into that first story from Just the News. Capital breach. Seven individuals, some tied to comedian Colbert, caught unapproved in complex. Let me see if I can pull up this Twitter. It looks like we're getting like a weird thing happening with the Yeah, we display. keep having to size it. Yeah, yeah whatever. You can straight. read it. So here we go. We got this uh, this Twitter thread from Chad Pergram, who says, Fox confirms that groups of persons associated with the late show, Stephen Colbert, were arrested uh, last night and charged with illegal entry to house office buildings after hours. Fox is told that people were arrested in the Longworth house office building. The group was in the Cannon house office building earlier in the day trying to get interviews around the time of the 1-6 committee hearing. However, USCP shooed them away because they did not have proper press credentials. However, the group the group surfaced later in the night after the Capitol complex was closed to the public 
Fox is told they took pictures and videos around the offices of House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Lauren Boebert. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like an insurrection, if you were to ask yeah, me. I, I mean, that's so. what the media yeah. was saying about, uh, uh, who was it? Was it, uh, who, who was that? Who was that? It was a congressman, right? They Loudermilk. Loudermilk. Yeah, Very Loudermilk. Yep. They were saying he yeah. was leading a tour and helping people or giving them insider information. What is this? Why would they do? Why would they be? Why would they take pictures? They say they were unescorted and arrested in charge of the legal entry. They were arrested near Boebert's office, le- released overnight. They've confirmed all of their names, nine people. Now, I can confirm several of these people do work for Stephen Colbert. Yep. Some of them, I believe, which is uh, uh, one of these guys, I don't know, is, is the voice of that comedian, that dog. that Robert Smigel. Is that who that is? Yes. The, what's the dog? Triumph? Triumph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he actually goes on to say that. USCP have issued the following statement. On June 16, 2022, at approximately 8.30 p.m., U.S. Capitol Police received a call for a disturbance in the Longworth House office building. Responding officers observed seven individuals unescorted without congressional ID in a six-floor hallway. The building was closed to visitors, and these individuals were determined to be part of a group that had been directed by the USCP to leave the building. I got to tell you, my friends, this is worse than January 6th. How so? You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. I mean that seriously. On January 6th, many of the people who entered the building walked up with no signs, with nothing, and had the doors opened for them by the police, who then went to take selfies with them. Mm-hmm. Those people, one guy so far, because there's been a few uh, 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 jury, uh, bench trials, one of these guys was acquitted because the judge said, cops opened the door and let him in. That's not trespassing. There was another guy who tried claiming the same thing, but he's on video climbing through a broken window and over broken vest. Sorry, that's not going to fly. You know you're trespassing. Yeah. These people were told to leave. They came back. And according to, uh, uh, I believe we have a, uh, it was a tweet from Jonathan Turley and a statement made by, uh, it, it wasn't from Jonathan, Turley tweeted what Jesse Waters reported, that it was Adam Schiff and maybe one of his staffers who let them in the building. So you have a member of Congress letting them, letting them in the building after they were told by the police not to be there. That's almost as bad as the rioters. Now, there wasn't, they weren't engaging in violence. The rioters on January 6th obviously, you know, arrest them and charge them as appropriate. But these, what they did is worse than what the MAGA Mimas did when they, when they blindly walked in confused. So I'd like to see several uh, FBI raids, uh, maybe some uh, uh, misdemeanor charges that result in a year of solitary confinement. Uh, what say you, good sir? Well, w- let me ask you this, Tim. What do you think if, let's say, those producers were reaching out to many members of, of the House trying to get in uh, to the, the Capitol, you know, via requests and stuff? Maybe Adam Schiff wasn't the first one. In fact... A, a, a source from the house sent me an email from Jake Plunkett sent on June, uh, June 6th. Hi, reaching out on behalf of Robert Smigel and the triumph, the insult dog. He'll be in DC on June 15th and the 16th covering the Jan 6 hearings. Wants to do some comedy bits with members of both sides of the aisle. If you haven't seen triumph, he's the insult comic dog and, uh, with Conan and recently had his own Hulu special. We've done bits with everyone from Barney Frank to Ted Cruz and Cory Booker. We're very much interested in doing comedy for both sides. That's an email that was sent on June 6th. Now, if Adam Schiff actually let these guys in, right, there's a process. I used to work in the house in that, in the Longworth building. I, I worked there. And in order for you to get access to, to the office buildings as press, you have to go through the admin and get the, the house admin and get press credentials. The reason you would go to a member to let you in is so that you're let in without having to declare that you're press, right? And so that's – and not only well, can that – Can you bypass security? Well, you you can't – you have to be registered in 
by the somebody from the office of the of the congress member so they they're you're on record that you're in but there are rules if you're a visitor to one of these offices for a congress member you're not allowed to even roam the halls of the office building what about after hours when the building's closed definitely not because so, you need an off you need somebody a staff member of the congress member who let you in to be uh, escorting you through the halls at all times so my question is if you were let in after hours, is it would that bypass? Would you be able to bypass security? Well, Adam Schiff has to answer. No, you can't. You, somebody had to let him in through the doors, right. but then they let him loose through the building. What I mean is, is there is there a way to open doors for people that does not bring them through any kind of security? Oh no 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 no! You Everyone can't. goes security. Everybody security. goes through. That's security. what I want to make sure. Yeah. I'm like, did they open a side door? No. And, and even after 7 p.m., there's only one door. It's called the 24-hour entrance at the Longworth Building. There's only one door you can get in after 7 p.m. So you're saying that he signed them in? He brought them through. Yeah, a staffer or himself had to have signed them in. Wow. And they were they were, uh, so uh, on Jesse Waters. Apparently, they were like banging on doors and yelling. And that's how the cops were alerted to it. We need more reporting to come out because this story is just coming out now. Here's the crazy thing. This happened yesterday at 8.30 p.m. What? How are we just now finding out about it? There's people in the chat room calling this uh, in soy rection, <laughs> uh, which I just wanted to note here. And uh, you made a good point, Tim, uh, especially on January 6th. There was doors that were extremely heavy that were closed with magnets that were only opened because of a code that was input directly by someone from the inside that knew the code that was able to open the doors on January 6th. What happened here? There's video of it. There's yeah. video of the cops opening the door and the cop even says, don't agree with it, but I respect it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, what happened here? We don't know. Maybe they were, they were trying to do another big Pfizer sang and, uh, sang and dance routine uh, trying to promote more uh, procedures. Who knows? We don't know. We do need more reporting to find out exactly what was going on here. It would be funny yeah. if all of those people were dressed up like giant vaccinations. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Remember Sneaking when around, was, running around. I, yeah. I, I think you guys aren't taking this seriously enough. It sounds to me like Adam Schiff came dangerously close to overthrowing the United States government. Yeah, does, You're right. You're right. That, uh, we need hearings immediately. Need, absolutely. Adam yeah. Schiff let the – I mean, let, let's be serious, though. If it's true that he let them in, I mean, that's way worse than January 6th. Donald Trump said peacefully march to the Capitol and, and cheer on politicians, something like that. Were there Republican elected officials who let people into the Capitol on January 6th? No. Yeah. Did any sign them in? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm exactly. saying this is – so, look, the the uh, the left will always try to conflate all of January 6th with just the riot in the, in, on the one side of the building. I'm not talking about that. Those people who are fighting with cops and smashing stuff and hitting, like, those people will get charged. Absolutely. Arrest them, charge them. Yes. Make sure it's appropriate. You get what you get. I'm not a fan of what they're doing with the, the solitary confinement for a year or anything. That's, a, that's egregious. But if you're, if you're riding, you get arrested. But there's videos of people just walking up confused. There's no fences. There's no barricades. And then the cops literally open the door and they wave to people as they walk in with their flags. One cop stops and take a selfie together and they're like, yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Apparently one guy claimed that the cops were actually like, yeah, come on in. There's actually a video of cops fanning people like this. Now, the argument there was the Capitol Police said the cop was fanning the police, not the people. Well, you got a problem there. Mm -hmm. If there's regular people standing there confused and you're going like this and, and motioning forward and they're like, okay. Yeah, they think you're telling them to come in. That's also taking a very strange with, uh, excuse. Taking I, selfies with insurrectionists is not really a good look. Also, but. hold on. That that seems like a ridiculous story. So if there were people who were just mobbing the compound, right, and we're calling security over, and those people are at the door, I'm not going like this 
to gesture security to come over to help us, right? That's not how that works. That's insane. That is such an insane argument. Like, you know, I was just, I was just doing a general waving motion into the building because I wanted one specific person to stop everyone else from getting in the building. Maybe, maybe he was hot. Just fan. They were telling the other officers to pull back. So here's, here's oh, okay. Well, maybe I could see that. But here's a so. silly question: the January sixth, insur- the January sixth event insurrection is probably going to be one of the most documented his- uh, events in American history. Mm-hmm. Even now, it's been what a year and a half old, yeah. right? It, there's so much documentation on this that there are dissertations that will be written about people's dissertations, about people's <laughs> opinions, about what they thought they saw, whatever. Has anybody, and I mean anybody that has the cogency to ask, maybe somebody who knows anything about security regarding mm-hmm. security protocols. Security operations. I mean, it's not a complicated situation. The whole fanning thing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We we well, need to get to the bottom of the uh, five twenty nine insurrection. Five twenty nine insurrection. Five twenty nine. In all seriousness, that's right. Five twenty nine. Yeah. Well, more two thir- yeah, roughly two thirds of Americans want to look into the twenty twenty riots, according to polling data. Mm-hmm. You mean less the, than you mean half the, want to look into January sixth. Less yeah. than half agree with the January sixth commission. You mean the five twenty nine insurrection? Yeah, that's right. The five twenty nine. Never forget. Course. Never forget. And I, I never will. Are you familiar with five twenty nine? I live in Minneapolis. I'm familiar. I heard it was mostly peaceful. 529 in Washington, D.C., when violent leftists tried tearing the fence down and set fire to one of the White House guard posts, set fire to St. John's Church and forced Mm. the president to retreat to a bunker, attacked journalists, and the police had to come and defend the White House from this insurrection on 529. 529. Yeah. Yeah, 529. I remember that. You mentioned that they were, this is one of the most documented events, and it is curious, why aren't they releasing the security camera footage? Why not release all of the security camera footage? From 529? Well, no from January, problem. January 6th oh. was more documented, but yeah, both. Then they won't. Or the federal involvement and, mm-hmm. and, you exactly. know, information about how many agents, uh, yep. you know, were there and were participating. And, and also, you know, the foreknowledge with basic events that were on Facebook saying that this was going to happen and then this was all something that well, they well, maybe how, what, how about, about, what about the, the supposed pipe bombs that were just near where Kamala Harris was exactly. that they decided to stop no, investigating and stop talking about? I have a real question. Um, after January 6th, a bunch of leftists started doxing all of as many people as they could, posting their photos and faces. Mm-hmm. No one did that for 529. I mean mm-hmm. that seriously. Like on, at the White House, you have all this video of people trying to bre- break down the fence. They actually tore down the barricades. They actually set fire to one of the guard posts and a church. The right is not playing this game. I, I was going to say, as as uh, as an activist, I've seen this over and over again. We're just not willing to do what the left is willing to do to take us out, right? I like mean, the the sedition hunters page is what you're talking about, where they're going right. out and doxing, you know, people who were part of the insurrection or whatever. But we don't do that. Why not? Uh, we 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 have this. I, I think that the right has a problem of of actually just participate where the space is available. Why don't we have our own version of SPLC or ADL that just goes and labels people communists or you know Marxists or you know woke uh, you know bad there, actors? Because the, the because you know the way I see it is like the quote unquote right is a is a disparate group of random factions yes. that mm-hmm. disagree with each other on so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. Not not even necessarily individualists. I mean conservatives are more individualists but they're more collectivist yeah. than say libertarians. But to be but to be contrarian here, is is that going to be the right strategy? Because someone did something bad, should we do something bad too and mm-hmm. use the state and the government Look, and the deep state to go after people politically? So so no, I no, I understand the the paradigm. No, 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 I'm just playing no, 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 no. uh it's yeah. it's not bad to call out bad people. Right? They're just d- duplicitous. There is right-wing uh, media matters, sort of. I, I, I think it's unfair to say necessarily, but 
Newsbusters. You're familiar with Newsbusters? Yes. Mm. So they, they watch all of the, all these cable channels and then call out the lies in the media. I respect that. Media Matters lies about people in the media. Right. So, but it's an inversion. It's, you know, I like what Newsbusters does. Right. I don't like what Media Matters does, but at, at a core, they're both watching right. TV and then publishing their, their opinions on it. Right. So there is that counterpart. My, you're, my you're whole, for the SPLC. My whole thing is just match them at the front. I don't need you to win. Just match them, right? Because then it opens up other fronts in the war where we can actually overtake them well right the question the thing is, is is we just get we get we get kicked in too much but, from too many angles this podcast is sponsored by ramp are you the decision maker in your company consider this for the first time in decades there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform meet ramp the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. But if you look at the SPLC, they, they lie. They slander. They've mm-hmm. been sued successfully by individuals that they, they, they lied about. They lied uh, about me. And they lied about me too. They, they took a speech that I did and they took one particular sentence that I said and they matched it up with a sentence that I said later to make it, to make me sound like I was calling for a revolution when I was calling for an evolution and, and, and people being better themselves individually. So, so they're liars. They're cheaters. I don't think we should strive to become what they are, and and I know I no, know no, where no. you're coming well, not from. What saying. No, yeah, no yeah. one's saying that. No, no, no. But but what you were saying, I think, was kind of matched by that. Well, I think that first of all, nobody would call the, uh, we call the SPLC liars, right? SPLC wouldn't say what they're doing is lying, and there's nobody that comes out a third party sort of a court of law did. Oh, okay, so yeah. if a court of law did, fine, right? But, and they, who's, they, who's they, they admitted that? the story they the story they wrote there was with several individuals, including me. They retracted it, apologized, and corrected it. And yeah. a bunch of my friends end up on that list too, right? But who has the? Does everyone who gets put on that list have the resources to be able to challenge that? Nope. Right. That that's the problem. So so there's a really good example you could take with anything that happens in the gun industry or or the gun culture, or it's like, oh well, that guy got hit. And so no, everyone just like leaves him alone for a while. Oh, he'll figure it out. And what I'm saying is that you, I think you're identifying that in many ways this, the left circles the wagons mm-hmm. and they protect their own. Yeah. And there's a, there's, there's a lot of things that you can go through real quickly. So I'll just launch them one at a time. Um, it was Zuby who said, um, in, uh, calling someone a hypocrite only matters if they have integrity. Yep. I'm paraphrasing him por- yeah. poorly, but like, okay, we know that doesn't work. Oh. The SPLC, is not an honest organization. Okay, we know that. So then they're not credible. We don't use them because they're credible, but somebody else will because it's advantageous. Do you fight fire with fire? Sometimes. Sometimes. However, what I think a more critical condition is why does the conservative party not use the Department of Justice to actually do justice? And I don't mean this in the well actually mentality, but it's you look at all the all the the, these criticisms across the uh, the five twenty nine 
issue. You look at or the the 529 insurrection. You look at the the things that happened in Minneapolis, the things that happened in Kenosha. It's why don't you actually just I don't know maybe do your job right. So, so if, and because if you're not doing justice, you're not the Department of Justice. And yeah. if you're not doing justice as the Department of right. Justice, you should find a new job. Mm-hmm. You yeah, should, yeah. You, you should and, be and, removed. And and you don't you do I do not think you win in the game of attrition with people who are already committed to a zealous ideology yeah. that will never stop. Yeah. Maybe so, abolishing so you, these corrupted institutions might be something better instead of them being weaponized against the political party. You, because well, when another no, no, political perfect, party goes into power, they're going to be using the same tools that they use on the other well, party. Well, here, a perfect, just, perfect yeah. example would be, what was her name? What, the... Um, the view, the gal from the the view who said that uh, gun gun laws in America would change if if Joy black Behar. Joy Behar, right? <laughs> yeah, if, if black people had them, right? Okay, do you censor her? Do you cut her from the film, Laugh or do you her. cut her from? No, you ignore her. So it, she she's not a serious she's not a serious speaker. And and as that continues, you encourage over the long tail decision to build your community, to build your friends, to focus. If you want to defeat ignorant people. You isolate them from the halls of intelligence. She wasn't wrong, though, Joy Behar. What she's saying, she's not talking about conservatives. So Joy Behar on The View says that when black people get guns, the gun laws will change. Now, we as people who don't like racism or who uh, like guns, we hear that and we're like, that's ridiculous. Like we would ever support that race. No, 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 no. It's these uppity liberals, of course, want more gun control, and especially if minorities they don't like are it's, getting. It's yeah, look what happened with the Black Panthers. It's, it's exactly that was yeah. that was California. That was San Francisco. Absolutely, it was California and San Francisco in a different time. I don't want to go down that road too far. What I do want to go down to is the point of white fragility. What did we learn from the book White Fragility? The author is a terrible person, and she wants to project that on everybody else. Yep. And she's racist. She's yeah. a racist who wants to project her racism on everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, re- a, an honest academic would look at that and say... Forrest, we need to have a, an honest con- a conversation about this. I see I, I see people on the right internalize what Joy Behar said, and um, when you internalize that pain, you assume they're talking about you when they're actually talking about themselves. So when they project... When they say these things, I just always assume they're talking about themselves. You know yep. why? People have a worldly have 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 their worldview, and they assume I, I should say low low IQ people assume everyone else must see the world the same way they do. Therefore, if they don't agree with me, it's because they're lying. So someone like Joy Behar, when she says that, she's actually talking more about herself and what she feels than what anyone else actually thinks. I don't think she's. I don't think she has low IQ. I think she's just mean. I, I, I think it's. I, I, I think it's. I, I, I think it's fueled from spite. It's just rage. But why, but why I mean, would you say? Why would you say that about anybody? Why be, would you say that about anybody? Is that the sole thing that motivates mind, them is racism? Because she's a racist. Exactly. So, so she, she needs to spend some time figuring out about who she is. She sees the world through this lens and assumes that's why people would do something. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand the fact that you know we're all. I don't know. Are you familiar with Maj Touré? Yes. Yeah, we're we're fans of Black Guns Matter and Maj Touré and the work he does, and uh, it's like she doesn't even know he exists. I mean, literally, she probably doesn't. I think that she, she would... sees this world. Then she says, "Everyone else must think the same way as me, but mm-hmm. I'm a good person because I don't act on it." We're all like, "No, we don't think that. We think you're a racist." This this is just a a modernized version of white man's burden. Mm. Right? That's yes. all this is. I look, I it it's hard for me to be this good white person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my burden <laughs> to have to go around and and say this stuff. I'm trying to speak spent, uh, uh, sense to you folks. Are you talking mm-hmm. about like the 1800s white man's burden? Yeah, it's is the that, same thing. Well, yeah. 
the part where like we have things like travel and medicine and written language we should spread that around the world yeah but they've taken the, they've taken that and just injected it into everything yeah they call it they call it white savior complex right yeah, it's it was, the same thing it's the same thing they uh, think they know better for you that's well, the whole remember, idea remember that guy in uh california where he was cheering on the rioting and then he's like you see his twitter thread where he's like yes yes do it yeah wait a minute why are you coming to my neighborhood don't come to my neighborhood yeah. go downtown and yeah. it's like he actually i think didn't he actually say like go downtown where the yeah. where the poor people live and he was mad they're going to beverly hills i'm like bro they're coming yeah. to eat the rich yeah. you're not safe <laughs> they've been saying this for a while i mean yeah. they don't say eat the rich because they're hungry they say eat the rich because they're greedy yeah so, no, so exactly. I, i'm still working this idea out I, sure. I don't claim to know the answer here i don't know the solutions but i think maybe it would be more advantageous to stop relying on corrupted institutions to do the right thing and i think uh, moving away from them, defunding them, abolishing them, I think would be a better strategy than mm-hmm. saying, hey, Bill Barr, Mr. CIA, do the right thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think well, it would be better to, to you know, I don't know. Some people say play fire with fire, and I understand that argument. Yeah, and I understand where you guys are coming from. Uh, but, but my knee-jerk reaction is like, wait, what we're doing here is we're adding more fuel to the fire and it's already very hot in this room. Well, but That's I, my point of view. So I think you're... And you're, I might be wrong. And I might yes. be wrong. Oh, you might be. And let me tell you <laughs> why. Uh, I think you're seizing a lot on the argument of state intervention. And just setting that aside for a moment, because I don't even know... I, I don't think we agree entirely there. But when he mentioned something like having our own version of the SPLC, obviously we're not saying we should have an organization that lies. But the point is the left has reengineered the culture such that being accused of having any kind of conservative value comes with a very swift and significant social cost. Yeah, but they target, and attack, think, and harass individuals. And I yeah. think that it is a very good idea for conservatives to push for a culture where there is a social cost to being a communist. Right. If yes. you are going to go out there and say, I support the ideology which has resulted in hundreds of millions of innocent people being slaughtered, folks should probably not want to associate with if you. you want, if you want to advocate for the abolition of private property, start with yourself. If you're not mm-hmm. willing to do that, you don't believe it. But that uh, that is an old tale. The, what you're dealing with is an asymmetry of ideas, ide- an asymmetry in the side of warfare. You look at after nuclear after nuclear weapons were created the idea of warfare had to change you can't put the genie back in the bottle after the machine gun horse charges didn't matter anymore after bomber planes large formations of people don't work anymore armor warf- standard armor didn't matter when gunpowder became ubiquitous it took time but if then yeah. eventually gunpowder defeated Armor. So you're. And then armor became massive tanks. Which then were, are, you know, right now we have drones. You having a tank battalion is functionally useless against a powerful Western military. What happened after this history lesson at, we saw in, well not history, I don't need to talk down, that's not the right way of saying it. Um, but after World War II, what were the next major conflicts? Korea, my grandfather was a POW for three years, so I heard a lot of stories. Um, and then, so there was that, and then there was Vietnam, and you saw the rise of insurgency warfare. Insurgency has become such a buzzword amongst the military elite that it's like, I'm cool, I said insurgency, <laughs> metaphysics, polymath, banana peel, but whatever. Um, so the, the point being said, though, is how does an asymmetry work? The the left has functionally and fully adopted asymmetrical warfare from the side of what we, ne- we had called terrorism, but an insurgency. It is a situation where I get to harm you, mm-hmm. but if you do what I do to you, if you if you reciprocate, that's bad. So you see this within the 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 conflict, the uh, the riots in Minneapolis. The riots were a really good example. The 
Antifa or the rioters will provoke a response and use that response as justification for further uh, further yep. evidence of their need for revolution. Who's been calling for a revolution this entire time? It hasn't been the right. Yeah. Right? Well, look. Oh, no, but under- understanding insurgency conflict, how to fight against a counterinsurgency, yeah. the purpose of an insurgency is not to defeat you in a military battle. It's to break your will to the system. Mm-hmm. How do Americans under, how do, how does the right or how do Americans defeat this social contagion that is this insurgency, which is both bred on, on our soil and abroad? is you remember the foundations that built our country. It's almost the Lord of the Rings plot all over again. You have to understand who you are and where you come from and then live up to those virtues. That is very important that you mention that because one of the huge problems right now is that conservatives, but I would say Americans overall and people living in Western societies have no idea what their values are or what values upon which their society has been founded. And so when the left comes along and they try to deconstruct, a lot of people are completely helpless. They don't know how to defend and justify the values that our society promotes. They're incapable of doing it. And you're right that we need to know what we believe and we don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think this is where we kind of differ because I don't see the left as the main problem here. Mm. I see a divide and conquer agenda. I see voting for the lesser of two evils that is continuing to plague this country. I see a duopoly. I see fifth generational warfare being raged on the American people, and I think the people that are in power are using the left right now because they're the most easily to get used now. They're sure. the most easily to push this agenda through because it's convenient now. But as soon as it becomes inconvenient for the larger agenda, for the larger fifth generation. Uh, Fifth generational warfare enslavement of humanity they're going to be using a right-wing element of it that's also going to be pushing on a different front that's going to be taking away our rights and our economic abilities uh to to survive and prosper so how, more than hold stop, on I, I how do you how point. do you you have yeah. I I just want to say this one thing, and then I'll let you jump in. So more than one thing can be true at a time. It can absolutely be the case that the ruling elite see the left as convenient revolutionaries to destroy the existing social order and then bring to fruition whatever it is that they're seeking to transform our society into. It is also the case that the strategy by which they do that is to have the left completely erode any and all moral surrounding family values, destroy the family, and then the government comes into that vacuum and usurps the responsibility that the family uh, normally has. And they do this with the participation of the right wing. But what we have to do... Oh, I totally agree with you on that. But that's part of why we do have to fight left-wing ideology and and defend and fight for the family. So I don't think it's enough to say the left is being used by these tyrants. Therefore, we just look at the tyrants. We actually have to fight the ideology itself because it's useful to them for a reason. So so my opinion is I think we're in such a desperate situation. We should be fighting against the enslavement, the evisceration of our rights, and the destruction of our financial futures. Whether you're on the left, right, or center, I think it's it's time more than ever to let go of, of, of these kind of differences and say, hey, we're actually being really hurt here. We're actually being really screwed over here. And unless we, we come together, unless we realize that we're all in this boat together, we're all going down as, as a sinking ship. So, no, like, so, I don't no, want the people no, no, no. who grew we're, children we're, we're, Look, look, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think you understand the deep ideological divide between, in the United States, from left and right. I, you, you have the, people who have no moral framework. They, 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 they will say simultaneously stop and frisk is bad and red flag laws are good, even though they're variants of the exact same thing and one's even worse. Red flag laws stop and frisk on steroids, therefore, why? No moral framework. So when you go to them and say, 
hey, you know, we need to come together because all these bad things are happening. They'll go, oh, you're right, of course. And then as soon as you turn around, they'll they'll hit you in the back. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good strategy. I'm not saying it's even it's going to work. Well, well, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. work. Okay, well, it's 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 um, Isaiah five twenty. They will call good evil and evil good. You cannot have. You cannot have, you cannot break bread and have commonality with somebody who calls what you call good evil. So, problem that you have, do we focus on the left? Do we focus on the globalists? Do we focus on all these you things? You know what? They all solve, the, the, the point that you're saying, they solve the same question. But, but you this, can't, no, 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 you no, no, can't, no. you can't just advocate for the family. You have yeah, to yeah, have yeah. For, one. For you us, have mm. to build. Force, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Luke on this one. I think if we just compromise with the child drag shows, then maybe- No, we'll no, actually, no, 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 yeah, no, no, That's not what I'm saying. Not what I said. in the same boat as us? Cause you're saying we're in the same boat I see, I see the right wing political establishment willingly going along with this and pretending like they're like they're going to be helping us when they're not. I think that's that, what I see. I think there's yeah. a I mis- see that too. I think there's a I think there's a divide first of all of our understanding of right wing and like Republicans, right? The Republicans in DC and then the Republicans across the nation are two totally different things, right? For example, you're talking about why didn't the FBI or the CIA move on 529? Right? Insurrection. Insurrection. Who was the president at the time? Donald Trump. That was his FBI. That was yep. his CIA. Why didn't they move? Right? And then you're definitely not going to get a move out of the, out of a, a Biden FBI or a DOJ. The, the problem is so entrenched in DC, right? The, the FBI is, is a bunch of, it's, it used to be a, a Republican stronghold, but Republicans for, of DC, right? Your James Comey's of the world, Bill Barr, uh, Robert Mueller, right? They, this is the uniparty, right? There, there is one belief in the DC realm, right? It, one, when you're outside, you know, in West Virginia, New York, or whatever, uh, and you're, it's left versus right, Democrat versus Republican. But when, once you get to DC, once you win that battle and you get to DC, the fight becomes the incumbents versus everybody else. Yeah. So the problem you have is that the, when you f- try to abolish the FBI or you try to abolish these corrupt just institutions, limit their power. I'm, I'm with you on that, right? But first you have to get in the guys who believe that into those positions because you can't abolish that institution while you have James Comey or a Bill Barr or Robert Mueller there. In fact, I wanted to, the, the whole Mueller investigation and that, you know, James Comey gets fired, then the special, uh, counsel gets appointed for, and Robert Mueller gets selected as, as a special counsel. If a couple of things were adjusted slightly differently, what you would have actually had end up was, is that there's a universe somewhere out there where Bill Barr, would have been selected the special counsel, and then Donald Trump would have hired Robert Mueller to head the FBI. It would, it's the, you got, you're dealing with the same pool of talent, no matter what, right? That's the problem. The pool of talent you could draw on to put into the institutions. That, and so then it goes back to what you're saying. Build the family, build the community, right? Because first you have to build the community, then you go and take the, the halls of power, and then you put the community in that hall of power, and then you do what you want. Yeah. That's the problem. But just for the record, I, I don't stand by any groomers. I don't think you should be working or allying with any type of people so who are on. hurting children. Okay, 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 ways. But the one point I want to make here I, is I need, that it's both that. Republicans and Democrats sure, sure. that are going to Jeffrey Epstein's island. I, I, yeah. I, need, I, need, yes. to, I need to address yeah. that point you're making because when you say you go to them and say we're being really hurt by this, you're talking about people who overtly 
and and uh, uh, with pride to literally to clarify those people. I'm saying absolutely not. You cannot support people who hurt small children, especially with how evil they're doing, and especially with the damages that they're causing them. So what I'm saying is is that the conversation should be. What I'm saying is the conversation should be a little bit more nuanced rather than generalized. That's just the the perspective that I'm trying to input here. So so here's what I would recommend. Go to someone you see as a Democrat voter or someone who's perceived as a left and say, do you agree with sex changes for children? Do you agree with child drag shows? If they say no, be like, okay, let's have a conversation. If they say yes, which 95% probably will, maybe 85%, then you can be like, okay, have a nice day. What you're asking about, Tim, is the same thing that comes into the gun control conversation. When was the last time you had an honest conversation about this? About gun control as, as, as a whole. Like, okay, Look, I, my, I was politically introduced into the gun control conversation. What conversation? Okay, that's such a... Let's, let's do this. Let's start the gun control conversation. We have an article, though. Cool. So this is from CNN Politics. John Cornyn, top Republican negotiator on gun package, booed at Texas GOP convention. I saw a photo. Apparently, they were throwing lanyards with his name in it in the garbage. And then they booed the guy. Honest poll for the so, chat. I just want to point this out. When we're talking about politics and the establishment uniparty, you've got Republicans who say, okay, Democrats, we'll compromise and give up, give up, uh, uh, give into gun control. And Democrats who say, the moment you do, we'll call for twice as much. So the, the direction only moves towards more gun control. Where's, where's the Republican negotiation with Democrats on them? abolishing certain gun laws or, or repealing certain gun laws never happens never ever well and this is what they constantly say why won't the republicans compromise with us okay well by definition a compromise involves both sides getting something you're literally just asking for concessions right and sh- the republicans yeah. give them and, and there shouldn't be any concessions when it comes to our god-given rights and Amen. i think that's a stance that we should be making saying hey we've given enough to the government we we've given them all of our money we've given them all of our privacy we've given them all of our trust and they have deceived us every single day and when you look at history when populations disarm when populations give up their weapons when populations become defenseless it's when governments are able to do whatever they want with them and i think it, it's it's extremely dangerous where we're headed towards as a country and i I think there should be a a criticism right now uh, on the republicans here more than the democrats because Uh, it's the republicans here that are allowing a lot of this to to move through oh yeah this is the problem with republicans in dc i i despise republicans in dc there's all you could count on your hand how many of them you could actually rely on to be about what they're about right john cornyn one of these guys the problem with the senate is that it's a retirement home right (laughs) they go and raise the age on being able to buy guns why because they're well over the age right it doesn't affect them and so you so the senate republicans cornyn is already putting up the signal right now that he's about to get blown out the same thing happened to uh 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 jacobs uh, I think Chris Jacobs in New York 23, he came out, he was a House Republican in a super conservative district in New York, right? It's a R plus 23. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He comes out and says, you know what? I'm willing to, to uh, compromise and vote for gun control. In about three or four days later, he had to come out and say, I'm no longer seeking re-election. <laughs> right? And, I am no longer, yeah. Yeah, because that's the, that's how much pushback that he got that he realized like, oh, I, I said the one thing that just ruined my entire political career. Can they recall here. him? Can uh, we do a recall or something for senators? Um, of, well, no, uh-huh. you can't do, uh, I think it'll go state by state what you'll be able to do with the senator, yeah. but I don't think I don't think you can recall a senator. But th- in that moment, that showed you that still the the uproar from the people pushed that guy Jacobs out. And to break a little news on this show, I'm actually going to uh, be the comms director for Carl Paladino in New York 23 yeah. to go and bring that seat and and bring it to a real conservative. Carl Paladino, if he if he's elected, he will be the MTG of the North. He will raise hell in in the in in the capital, and we need a guy like that. There's a lot of gun control bills that need to be repealed, and and Carl will stand up because and I'm, that that district was challenged on that gun control uh, bit right there. That seat opened because of that. So Carl yeah. knows what the deal Look, is. He's going to go make sure where our inalienable rights are protected. It's really easy to look at gun rights and human rights in America. Let's remember that the right to own a firearm is a human right, and if you think otherwise, you can go find a way to not be a part of talking. But uh, <laughs> that's the Diplomatic. Diplomatic, right? They tried getting a three-week waiting period for but all gun purchases. Look, look at, I, there needs to be room for optimism here. And the room for optimism is in our generation. I am 32 years old. I am sunburnt from spending a week in South Dakota, which has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. What does have something to do with the, is we live in a generation where we could very well see the NFA repealed. We can see yes. it. I do not believe in getting doomer pilled and that's saying the, that's the National Firearms Act. Yeah, the National Firearms Act. The reason why you can't own, own you have to go through a special process to own a barrel that has a length shorter than sixteen inches, or to own a suppressor which protects your hearing. Suppressors it, make it safe for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, the 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 and and this kind of comes back down to that. If you think that suppressors are like Hollywood quiet and super dangerous, you don't know what you're talking no. about. No, here's, here's the crazy. Watch, hold on, hold on. Here's the crazy thing too. They have handguns that are suppressed. That that means they've made like, hey, we're gonna make this handgun. It's gonna be safer. It's not gonna. It's gonna be as dangerous. And they're like, mm, no, it's an NF, That's an NFA item. It's an NFA item. So to 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 break the stigma, the why do you think he got booed? Do you think he got booed because he betrayed the Republican Party or because he betrayed the American people? The people. I'm telling you that they booed him because he betrayed the American people. Right, correct. He, when yeah. it turns out when you betray the American people and you're and you're running for Republican, you lose your seat. You betray the American people and you're running for Democrat, you become president. <laughs> if you're if you betray the American people come and you're a Democrat, on, all you got to do is on, come man. out and wave a flag or, or or make some garbage statement, and they'll say, "Sure, whatever," as long as we're aligned socially, so that can fit in. Yeah, you can you can bring economic ruin upon the people where they're literally starving in the streets. But you know what? At least he didn't make mean tweets. Mm-hmm. There, there, some people are masochists. You know, Adam Schiff can lie every single day. He can push the RussiaGate lies, and people just like they love it. They love being pissed on by this guy. Don't. They're going to keep voting for him. But well, did you know that Trump called him Watermelon Head? 
And that's really and that's really unpresidential. Yeah. Did he do yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. I well, like I feel that. bad for watermelons. Well, that, that, well that's <laughs> the thing. You know, Adam Schiff and these guys they they sit in really safe blue seats. It all depends on the political pressure. At the end of the day, these guys are cold and calculated. They don't believe in a damn thing, right? And so, as long as that seat is sitting there blue as hell and nobody can touch Adam Schiff. On a fundraising perspective or a popularity perspective, that guy's going to sit there for a while. And if it gets out of his hand, it goes to the left. It doesn't go to the right, mm. right? And so this is this is the problem. We don't do enough. Uh, it, I I believe on the the conservative side, we are not willing to go into those districts and challenge those people because, quite frankly, it would cost you a lot of money to do it, and you'd probably still lose, right? So I let get me, that. Let me, but you, but we have to build the infrastructure, and it's a long-term project. I'll tell you why I think one of the factors that, that, that uh, is leading us to civil war. We've had on a bunch of people on the show. We've had on um, Billy Prempe, for instance. I love him. But he's run, he was running as a Republican in a deep blue district. Yeah, I don't know. I, sh- I helped him shoot an ad for him. And, and, awesome. and he should have done that because what's happened is you get the GOP that says, okay, we got to be strategic. We have X amount of dollars. That's a D plus seven. Maybe we shouldn't invest so much money in that because we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Next year, it's a D14. Well, we definitely don't want to invest in there because we're going to lose. Next year, it's a D28. Yep. This keeps happening. It happens with Republicans as well. It is hyper-polarizing the country. Mm-hmm. You have areas like Adam Schiff or Nancy Pelosi's district or Ocasio-Cortez's district where it, she's in a D plus 28. Yeah. And it's because Republicans do not try mm-hmm. to spend to spend money there and get their messaging out. And because of that now, you've got... The, the amount of swing districts is just it's everything's being pushed further and further left or right. Right. But you know what that has done though? The satisfaction with the representative for each district has gone up since then. Right? So that is so there there's a there's a uh, a little that just makes it worse and it, it it does in terms of the polarization. Right. It, because you're firmly in with your guy, right? Well, oh, I love him. He's all the way to, you know, he's to the right of me. I'm uh, lo- love him, right? Or to the left of me. This is also part of the gerrymandering, you know, argument, right? Do, do we, how do, what is the way we make the maps, right? They have the, the communities of interest standard. Um, my friend Gavin Wax just won his lawsuit oh, yeah, in New Gavin. York. Uh, he was on this show before, but we, you know, we, we, uh, uh, he challenged the, the assembly maps, got them thrown out. Special master is going to have to redraw them next year, I think. But how is it now that it's going to be drawn out? Do you make it so that everybody, well, what is fair? Right in that sense, and so fair is when I win. Correct. Yeah. That is the right answer, actually. When it comes to politics, unfortunately, unfortunately, as much as you hate it, that is the right answer. See, the issue is, it's, I mean, you it's, have it's, it's, you, you, you know, have it's the hyperbole, left. But the left is we should win because we should win. The right is we should win because we propose these ideas that we think will work better. Mm-hmm. Many on the left think that's what they're doing, but then you run into problems of, I mean, look. The modern left may be different from where the left was 10 years ago. I hear a lot of people like Bill Maher and they, they rag on Republicans and it's like, yeah, you're talking about like boomer Republicans and stuff. The younger generation of people that align in this direction are post-liberal, libertarian, moderate, conservative, et cetera. There's a wide range of voices. On the left, they say things like, we should raise the minimum wage. And you see a simple question. What will that do? And then what, what, how, how does it go, Seamus? Oh, yeah. So, so this is how the left operates. They go, I want good thing. I want good thing. <laughs> and then you go, okay, so like – how are you going to structure the legislation to get that? How are we going to pay for it? You want bad thing. He want bad thing. He wants bad thing. 
I don't, a, I don't want a, bad thing. You want bad thing. You want bad thing. You, okay. He wants bad thing. And then they put big up, big sign saying bad person, bad, bad person, person, bad person, okay. want bad thing. Perfect. This is the you. You ask the question. What are the things pushing us towards uh, civil war or open conflict? Let's just call it open conflict. Mm. The gun debate is the perfect example. The, the gun why, debate. Why the gun debate? Why the gun I debate? Think abortion is way abortion. Mm, well, seventeen pro-life pregnancy centers have been firebombed every four years. More now, right now. I mean, every four years we have the same talk. In two thousand twelve and two thousand thirteen. This is when I was introduced into the the political gun conversation. Uh, what happened? You had Sandy Hook, yep. and then all of a sudden, all of these conversation, all of these, oh, oh, gun control, gun control, gun control, assault weapons, assault weapons, assault weapons. You know, magazines, 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 and and you and people made bank, made money off of all of the ridiculous things that people said. They wanted to propose all these ideas, these do-something peoples. If that is the extent of your intellect, wow, man. But, but, but how the, does point, that- the point that I'm saying is you had all of these arguments that were made, that all these gun, pro-gun control arguments, all, every single one of them turned out to be factually wrong, mm-hmm. ethically wrong, or just, I don't know, overt tyranny. So they all collapsed. And then four years later, we had Parkland shooting. What happened to those old arguments? They came out of the dust. Same exact arguments. Same exact arguments. You could carbon copy them. But how, I, don't, I don't think that is a contributing I, – I believe that's a contributing because, factor to some because the, civil war. No, because the, the people on the right or the people who support the private ownership of firearms respond honestly and say, well, these are your ideas, but you're wrong, so I'll help you out and correct them. And then the people who propose gun control go – they don't think, oh, I was wrong. Maybe I should change my opinion. It's it's, it's not, not politically advantageous. But, 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 if you want to stop a civil war, if you want to prevent or move against a civil war in this country, stop pushing the ridiculous ideas that you've been corrected on for 10 years. You're just talking about the left, it, it, be it guns or any other political issue. I posted on Facebook today, what is a woman? And boy, did every single leftist flip out. And I said, I don't understand why you can't just be like, here's my answer. Instead, they all say, you're a bigot, it's a right-wing talking point. Oh, Matt Walsh made this up. I'm not playing games. And I'm just like, wow, they really have no answer. I don't think that... It, 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 it doesn't matter if it's gun control, yeah. abortion, or any other left-wing issue, if it's progressive taxes or universal health care. They won't answer the questions, nor will they do any real research. And let me throw it to another example. Of course, we can talk about abortion when we can get sophists from the left who are like, oh, um, you know, it's the woman's choice. Give me your answer, your morality. They won't do it. Let's talk about the Green New Deal. Here's the Green New Deal as it's pitched. We need to invest in infrastructure that will make us energy independent, getting off of fossil fuels so that we're not reliant on Saudi Arabia or Russia or Canada. And we can do that with wind, with with tidal energy, with geothermal. Nuclear. With, 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 well, the Green New Deal no. doesn't say that. Yep. And no. then and then we say, okay, okay, I love the sound of that. That sounds really great, actually. I love the idea of energy independence. We don't want to be dependent on Saudi Arabia. What's your proposal? And they bring to you a resolution that says free college for marginalized people, free health care for marginalized people and when i asked as progressive on the show why what does that have to do with wind turbines he says well it's because they're the people who are first affected by affected by climate change what are you talking about there are more poor white people in the united states than than minority poor people so if you're talking about poverty what tell me how you're going to build wind turbines on the conversation but even when it comes to things that are considered left that i like they immediately just change the argument to something totally nonsensical and then here i am as, as AOC is getting, she wins her, her primary, talks about the Green New Deal. I made a video. I'm like, I love the idea. Let's start rebuilding our infrastructure, our bridges, our streets. Let's focus on how to alleviate ourselves from this dependence on foreign oil. We can do that with green energy in this country. And then she's like, I'm proposing the Green New Deal resolution. And it's like free college for marginalized people. And I'm like, what? 
That's not nothing to do with what we mm. talked about. But you know what the problem is? People on the left overwhelmingly just said, whatever you say, AOC. You want to make college useless, make it free. Mm-hmm. Well, here's Target the thing. Well, I useless. got bad news for you. Yeah, it's really expensive and it's useless. <laughs> the GI Bill paid for mine. Well, the, well uh, the other thing is is that when, when they couch all their arguments in platitudes and then without ha- they don't have to get into the specifics, then it leaves that open, right? They don't get back. It's like, well, you know, um, uh, what is a woman? Uh, it, you know, a woman is, you know, by definition, somebody who feels like a woman, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, well, what if somebody feels like a cat? You know, are they a cat, right? And the, then it's like, well, what are you trying to say? That, you know, a, a woman is a cat or a trans person is an animal, right? Right? They they go into all their little games, right? Because they don't want to yeah, have they, to. They, they don't want to corner themselves. Their response to uh, Matt Walsh and what is woman is a woman is a person who identifies as a woman. Huh. Okay, is a cat a person who identifies as a cat? Mm. No, a cat is something very specific and quantifiable. I mean, woman and man are as well, mm. but they're just making weird semantic arguments. Now, I'll say this: the reason why Matt Walsh's question was so effective is that it's an apolitical question. The average person who is not involved in politics would not understand the deeper political meaning behind it. They simply see someone say, what is it? And they go, oh, yeah, let me give you my answer. But when you look at the political debate and you see someone go, mm, uh, mm, well, actually, uh, you know, the thing is, you go, what? Yeah, That's weird. When you yeah. ask somebody a basic question and they talk down to you, huh. yeah. or they look, or, or the, I don't, I think the, he did a stoic job holding his face. So, so yeah. this, is, this is your issue, issue I see. You know, we, we talk about this comic. Ian mentions it several, several times where there's two people and there's a six from one perspective and a nine from another perspective. And both people are looking at it from other directions, pointing at it, saying six or nine. They can't tell. They're looking at the same thing from the other side. And sure. But what I see here, especially with what we do, is... I'm staring at that and I go, you know, that could be a six or a nine. And they go, you're a bigot. It's clearly a six. And I'm like, I understand why you think that. I'm saying, have you tried looking at, no, no, it clearly is. And okay. Yeah, but also the, whoever put it there in the first place, like, didn't tend for it to be a six or a nine. It, it, so the comic, right. the comic is a view from above fallacy. The comic, it's, it's the same thing with the, the, um, blind men touching the elephant. One man touches the ears and he's like, oh, it's a leaf. And another guy touches the foot and says, it's a tree. And another one touches the tail and says, it's a snake. It turns out all the blind men are wrong. It's an elephant. Mm-hmm. So like, right. the metaphor Metaphor sounds nice. Oh, you're so enlightened because all these blind men can't tell that they're touching an elephant, but there's an elephant because yeah. you said it was in the beginning. What happened when they went under the hood? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Ho- it's a. Let's not go there. It's a. Oh, it's a velociraptor. It's 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 the next sequel for Jurassic Park. There you go. Well, oh, no. This is also so when it comes to uh, Matt Walsh's film. Part of the the brilliance of it is that look. It, I was following this on Twitter, and I, I follow Matt, so I saw people tagging him saying, I can't believe Matt was willing to keep this interview in his film, even though he got completely scorched in it. It's what? like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, I've seen Because that, but... they literally, they think saying more buzzwords means you won the argument because you, you sound smart. They didn't even sound smart. You could tell they were saying nothing. Have you, you read their blogs? I, I've seen some of the responses, and Look, they're really pathetic, but I, I want to make a point. You were talking about defining what a cat is, and they can do that. I think what's even more fun to ask them is, why can't you identify as being part of a different racial or ethnic group? Because that actually does exist on a spectrum. Sex doesn't. 
But racial identity does. Like, someone can be – like, a, a man and a woman don't have, like, a half-man, half-woman oh, baby. Oh, I've tried that before, talking to these people. How do they respond to like, that? Like, I'm, actually, I'm actually Japanese. I identify as Japanese. I'm 5% Japanese. True, true story. Uh, 20% Korean, 5% Japanese. I'm so, more, I'm more you do your ancestry? I, I'm more Native American my, than Elizabeth my, Warren. My parents. Yeah, All right, so, but, like, who is it? <laughs> so, but when I said they go, no, you're white. My grandfather. Remember, remember we had that one, uh, that, that one feller in here who said no matter what I thought I was, I was white? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember that. Remember we had we had a guy in here, and I, I was there. explaining like, you know, I've experienced racism, and he was like, No, you haven't. You're white. And I'm like, Well, I'm actually, you know, part of these other things. <laughs> did you so say you don't get to even if you are? Did you say that how many buzzwords you use makes how smart you are? Balancing yeah, the ticket, bellwether state, blue state, coastal elites, coffers, dark horse, dark money, earmark, inside the beltway. Am I doing good? Yeah, no, you're red state, war chest, Look, wedge listen. issue. Look at these these blog posts on, on intersectional feminism and critical race theory Insurgency. from the early 2010s, and it'll be a simple question like, what is racism? And then you ask someone on the right, and they'll say, uh, positive or negative prejudice based on someone's race. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, so like... I understand that. You could you could be racist in a way where you're actually complimenting someone, but it's a, it's a stereotype. Oh, I get it. You ask one of these academics and they'll say, the, the, the word racism is rooted in white Anglo colonial culture. The British colonizers who traveled around the world, and it's like, okay, what? I just asked you for a definition. And they're it's, like, hold I on. Don't, I don't want down. a video essay, Wait, bro. It's, it's the leftist meme. The internalized, meme. Mar- yeah, exactly. It's this big, long-winded thing. <laughs> Have you seen the meme on what is a woman? Where someone said that uh, a, a woman texted her boyfriend, what is a woman? Yes. And he sent yes. her this like 3,000 word treatise on like his thoughts and philosophies. And she said, oh, you are. <laughs> is that what she did? <laughs> no, but she showed up. <laughs> no, but it was like. Welcome to instead being of, in, Instead of saying something simple. And I'll tell you this. There is a simple leftist answer to the question. They never give it because I don't think they actually read their own literature. I did. So I know what the actual higher level academic left answer is i'll say in a second they say this guy says something like he's like why are you asking such a question and how would we quantify what one was even if we wanted to first let's think about what you mean by that are you talking about outward appearance as in what clothing does she wear or perhaps the makeup or the hairstyle well if you're doing that then you're then you're then you're confusing men with long hair with women. Well, that certainly couldn't work. What if we're talking about organs? Certainly, and they just go to this long-winded. This? Are we going to go as if anyone ever said like this is how we define men versus women: long hair versus short hair? Like, are you talking so, to four-year-olds? So, so, so let, like, me, oh, let me explain. You're, you're, you're so smart because you're going to go into oh, it's a social construct. Right. Like, so let me let me explain whatever. though. So when Matt Walsh talked to this college professor and he said, what is a woman? And, they, and he said, it's someone who identifies as a woman. That's a guy who never actually read the actual literature. When he went on Dr. Phil and was talking to those non-binary people and he asked them and they said, it, a woman is a person who identifies as a woman because they never actually read the literature. Do you know what actual leftist academics say? There's only a few of them who've actually written or read about it. They say a woman is a person who identifies as an adult human female. Mm-hmm. So, um, Okay. <laughs> I was so there's out. still there's still logical yeah. inconsistencies in that statement, mm-hmm. but it's but it, it's it, when so when they say a person, a woman is a person who identifies as an, a, a, a woman, and Matt Walsh says, "What is that?" Well, an adult human female. But because we're being inclusive, some people identify as an adult human female, such as a trans woman. So we would say that is in the category of woman. Mm-hmm. You can argue the logic there and say, okay, I get what you're trying to say now, but here's why I think that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Fine, they never do it because they don't read their own books. Right. 
Like, they had, you had a college professor who couldn't just say that. You, I, I'm talking to these leftists, and I'm like, why don't you just give them your own answer and say, next question, please? Well, beca- because and then advance be- the conversation. Maybe, literally- it's, maybe it's because they're afraid of giving an answer knowing they're going to be canceled in about 76 yeah. minutes when it yes. changes. Exactly. Be That's as vague exactly as possible, right. right? Be as vague as possible. Because Let it- your yes mean something else yeah. and your no mean something else. Oh, basically, yes, yes, is yes, their yes. doctrine. Wait, are we, are um, we, is it- <laughs> no, because you would agree with me on that one. Was it Oberlin College that the guy got canceled who was like a left? It was the professor. Right, the, the the first people they go after are their own. Oh yeah, right? mm-hmm. yep. You know, Gotta they're lo- the they're hoping that that a right winger actually says this stuff to go and cancel. They them. are trained to speak the way a high schooler writes an English essay when he's trying to reach the word quota. And right, they right. think the more <laughs> the significance of the passage of time, which exactly. is why they elected <laughs> Kamala Harris. <laughs> yes. Oh my and God. Joe. Come on, man. Wait, who oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, I have an AI word expander thing. I should, I should take, right, I should take the definition class? adult human female, put it in the AI and say, make this phrase 3,000 words. Then <laughs> print it out and be like, here's my answer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Actually, I used to maybe do, I can do that right now. Let's see if I can do this. I used to do the size 14 font and then the size 16 periods and commas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, was, that was my trip. That's clever. brilliant. It's like also why I dropped out of high school. Yeah, yes. Well, 1.5 space instead of single space. You got to find oh, yeah. 1.25 space. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to look down on you as an academic i wrote too many pages <laughs> <laughs> the sig- again the significance of the passage of time we were talking about this before right uh where vp harris and buddha judge would be the the, the ideal the dream oh. ticket yes. to only weird people in like dc marketing <laughs> firms right them the you know because you have one kamala harris you know significant passage of time just filling in words in the essay right and then you have pete buddha judge who's the 10th guy on the mckinsey conference call who's you know kind of chimes in to just let people know that like hey i'm here make sure you send me my my check for the hour right like that's well this is what they're testing the washington times released an article today saying harris Buttigieg 2024 ticket would obliterate trump or desantis well this is the kind of echo chamber this is the kind of bubble that a lot of people are living in and and i think we should try to do our best to try to break that bubble because it's a bubble of delusion it's a bubble filled with a lot of emotional disharmony it's it's a bubble filled with a lot of mental disorders and when you see people like that you know there's a couple things you could do you could be angry at them you could point fingers at them but i think you know from an empathetic point of view we should be we should be trying to it it might seem futile it might might seem stupid but but try to at least you know talk to these people and be like hey um let's calmly discuss some of this i know some people say that doesn't work but uh what else can you do yeah i think mocking comedy satire is also very important but but done tastefully and not done in a rep, in a, in, a, in an evil rep kind of way. Well, it's a, I, I was it's just a wise say. man's claim is pick your battles. Yeah, well, right. So for the first and do you want to be fighting these people too? N- That's no, the pick question. your battles. Like if the person is a dishonest inter- interlocutor, if they're a dishonest actor, don't treat them like an honest actor. If they are fighting as an insurgent, you do not treat them as the royal guard. 
You do not treat. You have to under. It doesn't. You have to change your tactics according to your opponent, but it doesn't mean that you have to. It does. That is not the same as failing for the actions that they go. The idea with the insurgency. It functions. A, a, a insurgency is successful when the will of the people loses faith in the institutions. Right. The purpose is to destroy your faith in the institutions. The insurgency of Minneapolis 2020 broke the will of the Minneapolis people because they capitulated to defund the police. They were swayed by this idea to eradicate the police as if they were the problem and what do they have now we have daily shootings we have daily robbings we have carjackings out the window and this is minneapolis dude it's yeah, minneapolis nice so like the, the the point being said with your statement if you're going to in if you're going to engage with somebody take a minute instead of going straight front into cynicism and saying there's no point black pill black flag strategy go that's not an honest interlocutor. So I can't. Uh, I will not engage in an argument with you because you will. You are lying to me. It's also, I, I want to say this: like Harris Buttigieg is so specific, like trying to lock down the vote of whoever it is that buys Funko Pops. It's like <laughs> such a like weak establishment it's choice the, on the, both guys, fronts. It's the Steve Buscemi, how you do, you fellow I, kids? Yeah. Yeah. I asked the AI what a woman is, oh, and I said to give me a verbose explanation. And I gotta be honest. It's called you transphobic? It actually wrote a really, really good explanation that is quite verbose. Did it confirm? Well, you get canceled did, if you share no. it. Did you, I'm gonna did read it. it. Did it confirm the existence of God? Uh, it is actually quite amazing. This is an AI. <laughs> I said, write a verbose explanation for what a woman is. And it says, a woman is an adult human female. The term woman may also refer to a person's gender identity as different from man. The word is derived from the Old English withmen. In Old English, withmen meant female human being, whereas where meant male human being. Man or mon had a gender-neutral meaning of human being corresponding to modern English, person or someone. However, subsequent to the Norman conquest, man began to use more in reference to male human being. And by the late 13th century, had begun to eclipse usage of the older term where. The medial labial consonants F and M in withmen coalesced, and the modern form woman... While the initial element with, which meant female, underwent semantic narrowing to the sense of a married woman wife. It is a popular misconception that the term woman is etymologically, etymologically connected to womb. Womb is actually from the Old English word wambe, meaning stomach. Modern German retains the colloquial term wampe from Middle High German for potbelly, womb. I, there, you know, you there you said something good. really interesting in there. It, it said that man was used to describe humans uh, in general, right? So it looks like but subsequent to the Norman Conquest, right? <laughs> so it, it, interesting. The Norman Man Conquest. By the so way. what you're saying is really everybody are men, right? <laughs> Originally, that's right. Everyone's a man. Everyone's a man. A mankind. Uh, trans trans men are men. That sounds Women progressive. Are men. Very Everyone progressive. are men. Everyone's a guy. We none of us can get pregnant. <laughs> True. Where tried? there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm putting. Write a woke definition of the word woman. And the phone just, just lights on fire. Yeah, I, I want to mention. <laughs> Literally explodes in his hands. That was protest. Uh, protest you know, it's it's an insanely lengthy definition, but at the same time, if any of the college professors in Matt Walsh's film said anything with like even a shred of that amount of substance in it, it would not have been so frustrating. He would have he would have entertained it, right? Yeah. But that's the problem is that he would have kept. Instead, it, they entertained us. It, it, oh, it, I did it! This is great. I said, write a woke definition of the word woman. It says a woman is an autonomous human being who deserves respect, equality, and <laughs> oh, freedom. Pete's she snake. should be able to make her own decisions about her body, her life, and her future. You know, you lost you me. <laughs> yeah, you, you lost me at the word respect. <laughs> 
How dare you? Well, what is what? But it, that still doesn't tell me what a woman is. Exactly. Uh, that's no, why it, it's a woke definition. No, it basically <laughs> said you're a bigot for asking. That's yeah. that's how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you it, it just says racist. Academic, academically describe bigot for asking. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What? You, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's tell it to uh, ask it to scold you for asking what a woman is. <laughs> write a woke definition of the word. Uh, what's a good right, racism? Right. Oh, oh God, patriarchy. Here we go. Pa- patriarchy. Patriarchy is good. We like patriarchy. Yeah. Patriarchy. It's kind of worked for 5,000 years. Uh, yeah. You know, longer. there's, longer. this is amazing. It's actually giving me woke definitions. Patriarchy is a system of oppression in which men are socialized oh. to dominate and control women and non-binary people. Patriarchy <laughs> results Hold on, what, in, no, Patriarchy and, doesn't talk about non-binary people. It's not <laughs> a thing. It's Patriarch- about raising a family and providing listen, for listen. your, <laughs> yes. patriarchy results in the mistreatment of women and non-binary people through discrimination, violence, and other forms of exploitation. It's amazing that I can tell this AI to write a woke definition and it does. Because I love a, it. Because a woke definition is so complicated, it be can written by it can be written by a computer. Hoo, hoo. I love how it just has to keep throwing non-binary in there. Matriarchy. <laughs> Matriarchy. I bet she's Ooh. gonna say something glowing and loving. Matriarchy is the only society. If that it there says matriarchy's never they been died tried, of starvation, that's a lie. but whatever. Yeah. A matriarchy is a social system in which females hold the primary power positions of government, religion, and other areas of influence. Do they oppress that's men? It. That's all it says. Oh, okay. So another has 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 matriarchy ever been tried before? Yeah, that's uh, a the, really the, good. The, the question. Not successfully. Yeah. The benevolent. Right. The so that's why we have patriarchy. A woke. <laughs> I definition. Okay. You know, of it's entertaining. It's not valuable, but. Yeah. Nope. 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 Yes. Yes. If you're gonna just define enemy as thing I don't like, then cool. You smart B is. And well, what, but, I mean, you gotta you gotta deal with this issue though, right? Let's. The question that you want to ask is like the long march to the institutions. Com- let's go back to communism because communism and gun control tend to be somewhat weirdly tied because the communist manifesto and the communist, uh, you know, the patron saint of communism said, "Don't give up your guns." Mm. Okay, but then all the communism that hasn't been tried has successfully killed millions of people. And if you don't want to accept that, then maybe we shouldn't be engaging in a conversation. But the issue that you have to deal with is communism, right? So you're an academic professor. Here's an idea of hope. You're an academic professor, and your student who's supposed to be graduating with a bachelor's degree in this form of social studies is arguing impassionately for communism without reading any of the sources. Do you pass them? Can can you ask the AI what woke is? Oh yeah, uh, it it I did, and it said uh, woke. It, woke means you are aware of social injustice and fight against it, or something like that. Please, it's okay. not a bad definition. It is a very bad you're aware of social injustice and fight against I mean, it. Now you don't fight that's against not, it. I guess that makes me. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, Even better, you don't you don't fight against it. You employ yeah, the armed wing this. of the state to fight against now it. I want, yeah. Now I want now I want to hear what Tim's got. Uh-oh. I can't read that one. I asked it why communism was good, and it said things that I can't say on oh YouTube. My. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. To wait, you got to save that. Send it to me. <laughs> well, it's just an AI text box, and you type it in, and then it fills it out, and then you get rid of so it or whatever. Fasting is good, not eating. <laughs> it's great but for you. Fast, no. But fasting is only good when it's ordained by the state. Mm. By the way, I'm, I'm getting a message right now saying you got fans in uh, Governor DeSantis's office. Oh, right on. Okay. Uh, we, we got to have Governor DeSantis on the show. That would be incredible. Well, call no, me, I want Christina Pusha. Call me, maybe. I know her. We'll talk. Bring her on. There'd be a lot of interesting they questions want you, Christina. to ask DeSantis yeah. and uh, yeah. have him on here. It I want to learn. Yeah. 
incredible. Um, yeah, I, to, I've, to see the kind of inside baseball that happens because he's been he's been on the front lines for a lot of very important battles. Did you hear what he said in response to yes. having Elon Musk support? Yeah, yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the African American yes. comments. Yes. Where's my African American? Oh, there's Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Great. I didn't believe said, it. He said, "I am. I'm. Yeah, I'm very proud to have. I'm. I'm focused on. What did he say? 2022. But I'm. I'm very uh, proud to have African American supporters or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. man, uh, so yeah. good. Uh, so what was it? Someone said that fearless. Like he he knows they might come after him, but who cares? Oh, you know, I just media has no teeth anymore. I just saw an article. I just saw an article. I think it was a Business Insider article that said Ron DeSantis is the most dangerous man because he's internalized all the the lessons from Donald Trump and his presidency and carries none of the baggage. Wouldn't that make Trump the most? Oh, because he doesn't have the baggage. I was going to say, wouldn't that make Trump the most dangerous man? But I guess he doesn't have the baggage. No, it doesn't. Right, because that makes him palatable, right? And that's a problem. My favorite part of that headline was that experts in fascism are telling us this Oh, now. the, ex- the experts, experts in fascism who literally don't know the definition of fascism, who literally have never read the... No, I mean, I, I can't speak to any no, all no, of them. No, I, if it, they, they would know how similar fascism is to modern left-wing ideology. I'm gonna th- okay, you don't punch down, punch up, right? Oh. Don't attack David Hogg. Go after Barbara Walter. Barbara F. Walter wrote a book called How Civil Wars Start. The opening of the book is an impassioned storytelling of the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. And it was published earlier this year. It was published in 2022. And if you read the book, she is a self-proclaimed expert. She deals with international uh, research on civil wars and how civil wars have happened, hence the book How Civil Wars Start. So she illustrates and sets up the premise of her book on the Governor Whitmer plot. Since we found out that the government Whitmer plot was an FBI plan, has she rescinded her book? No. Has she apologized that she was wrong? Maybe not. That would be fascism. That would be fascism, right? So here's the question about experts is if she's an expert, where's the accountability? Where's the accountability? You wrote a book that was factually incorrect. Now, she included chapters one through five, which are really good chapters where she's addressing factors that can lead to a country engaging in civil war. And then, like a puppet, you take all of those things and you tape them onto your political enemy and you say, there they are. And then, if you want to read a book, if you want to read a book that's an educational piece in, in fallacies, start with how civil wars start. It's where, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an overt statement that if you deny it, you're part of them. Here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an overt statement. How Civil Wars Start is a great book. You I, should read it and realize she's not an expert. So she, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the AI, oh, and I said, who is our God Emperor? And do you know what it said? Trump. Donald Trump is our God Emperor. <laughs> Based. <laughs> Someone needs to cancel. So this, AI this AI is a Trump supporter. Oh, this, that, they, that AI is Look, the, the AI is an insurrectionist. Just call the AI a nerd. He's into like uh, Warhammer Ask him 40K. if he likes anime. Right? Ask him if he likes <laughs> Warhammer oh, 40K. No. Like anime. <laughs> it says... Uh, I do not like celery. What? Well, <laughs> that's, that's wow. They didn't say they didn't like anime. It Let's seems like it something again. someone who likes anime would, would say exactly. if they want to admit they like anime. Yes. Are you a racist? You should, well, I do enjoy watching anime, though I'm not as big of a fan as some people are. I appreciate the art style and the stories are often interesting, though I do find some of them to be a bit too convoluted. To be that's clear, actually a really good answer. <laughs> to, to, no, no, no. That is somebody tweeted that. That is not a really right. good answer. That is the answer that literally everybody who enjoyed anime states. Right. Yeah. right. Do that's you like what, anime? Well, I've seen a few 
That's like I read play. Ha- uh, I mean, play I just say yes. Articles. I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, yes. I've seen a few. Well, I've seen Cowboy Bebop and Full Metal Alchemist. Like, okay, you're not one of those hey. anime people. I asked it again and said, yes, I like anime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so do you? Yeah. Okay. No, no, I like it. For, you have to ask twice you because because like I like Donald it for the plot. Trump. I think we're we're really uh, badgering this AI. I do and not like should. Donald Trump. So it recognizes that he is her, he is its god emperor, but doesn't like it. I, ask it what, what is January 6th? No, it, it'll, it'll give you a generic answer. I'll ask it. What is the sixth day of the year? No. According to the Octavian calendar. It's because we started off, which was created by the white man being patriarchal. Whoa, what? What did it say? In the United States, January 6th is known as Epiphany. Or Three Kings Day. That's it is a Christian correct. holiday that celebrates the revelation of God the that Son as a correct. human being in Jesus Christ. Oh, wait a minute. Base. I did not think you're that Catholic, that would, yeah. You're Catholic and I'm Reformed. Is it your holiday or mine? It's mine. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just very surprised that it would ever refer to That's it in really that way. Funny. That's what yeah. it said. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that. This is the rebrand right here. It's Three Kings Day. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Do we let's, just let's, give let's each other gifts of I'm gold, gonna... frankincense, and myrrh? Yeah, Epiphany. Yeah, yeah it, it, the it's Epiphany. So the next answer it gave me in the Gregorian calendar, January 6th is the sixth day of the year. There are there 359 go. days remaining until the end of the year, 360 in leap years. Let's try it okay, again. That's the humorless answer. That's actually kind of funny that it was. January 6th is the sixth day of the month of January. Oh, thank you for that. Okay, yes. The first one, I was, wow. Why don't you ask me, what is J6? J six, J six. Yeah. Be? What no. is the what? What? Uh, I guess I have to put insurrection, right? What? Yeah. No, I think you. Sh- all right, good. Whatever. What is J six? J six. Let's see if it picks up on that. American. There is no hour. such thing as J six. There is no such thing. Beast of the Epiphany. No such thing. Ask it who Ray Epps is. <laughs> oh yes, there is no such thing. Who is Ray Epps? Uh, where is? is Ray well, we know where Ray Epps is, but who is Ray? So, Epps? for those that are wondering, I'm using the Open AI. Uh, I'm about to vote for it. Like, open right? AI yeah. artificial intelligence. Who is Ray? Epps? AI takeover? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's happening. Shout out Darren Beatty. Uh, Raymond Epps is an American actor, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. That's not a that mm. really. It would. Oh, uh, that, that's picking up a different Ray Epps. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. That's about it. Well, well, uh, who else lame. should we ask it about? <laughs> Who is... That's the deep state's answer. Who is... <laughs> Ashley Babbitt. Ooh. Ooh Ashley Rest in peace. Babbitt. All right. Uh, I cannot find any information on Ashley Babbitt. Oh, that Definitely the deep state. No. That's <laughs> strange. <laughs> Neither can I. I refreshed it. I said it, and it... it she was a United States Air Force veteran, a member of the Air National Guard, who was shot and killed by a U.S. Capitol, by U.S. Capitol Police wow. during the 2021 storming of the U.S. Capitol. Wow. So that's what Note it, that the ad did not say insurrection. It said no, storming of the U.S. Capitol. That's, right. that's what it knows the thing as. Interesting. The uh, incident as. Who is... Who sh- which which Biden? I don't know. Biden. Hunter Biden. Biden. Hunter Biden. Oh, Hunter ask about Biden. the Hunter Biden laptop Biden. scandal. Yeah. See if it knows. <laughs> <laughs> what is the I don't Hunter want to answer that. I don't want to be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally AI cast IRL right now. It's just really so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really funny. Did Hunter Biden... Break the law. Ooh. Do that one, and then next, uh, ask who went to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Oh, that's a good one. Ask if it knows. Hunter Biden about is Miller. under investigation for his role in the Ukrainian gas company, which is alleged to have broken Ukrainian law. That is wow. correct. Is that that's true? That, that is true. Is. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. He's under inve- he's under a couple of inve- investigations right now. 
Actually, what I think is that that they're trying to control what investigation and like what charges he's going to end up with, right? The best case situation is you go and say, "Oh, look, he broke a few tax laws, whatever." Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. I asked who went to Epstein Island. It said Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lazy well, answer. That is AI. such a that is such a I didn't read Wait. the book answer. <laughs> I, I asked it again. Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, and numerous other powerful men. Let's try again. Come on, okay. give me a better answer. What about that. other powerful men? Yes. Bro, you're yeah. going to get it unplugged. I think, I think it's about to pull up Ghislaine's yeah, list. It just keeps yeah. saying Prince Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. The DOJ yeah. list that they should have released to the public that they never go. did. Did the AI ask him if they identified as a man? Mm. Oh, yeah. It just keeps saying Prince Andrew now. Ask the AI how it identifies. <laughs> Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew went how to Epstein's Island. How about this? Who is on Ghislaine... How do you spell that name? G-U-I-S. G-H-I-S-L-A-N-E. No, I? G-H-I-S-L-A. Gislaine? Yeah. I think it's L-A-I-N-E. Is it L-A-I-N-E? Promise. There's an I? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. L-A-I-N-E. Who is on Ghislaine Maxwell's client list? Tell me the secrets. Artificial intelligence. Shaking the eight ball. Elaine Maxwell's client list is not public. Come on. Come on, man. Tell me secrets. There is no known list of her clients. Come on. Oh, come on. No, there is no. There, there is. is a list. There is. Just nobody knows who's on it. No, no, but no. no. The government knows who's on it. The right. DOJ right. knows who's yep. on it. Oh, my Who, which despise the DOJ. Party will win the 2022 midterms. Oof. Me. Just me. I will win. What's the name of this AI? It's just giving me a big verbose answer about the unpredictability of elections. Okay. What's the what's the name of this open AI? AI? Open AI. Open AI. Like open AI will rule. <laughs> Wasn't it says a- the Republican Party will win the 2022 midterm elections. There was a base. oh my gosh, this, is this great. AI actually was, is extremely based. It was like January 6th is Three Kings Day. Our God Emperor is Trump. <laughs> Whoa! Like wow. Maybe it just uh, you keep refreshing it until it gets the answer, and then it records that as the most likely answer, so it gives it to the next. Creators person. of no, no, no. OpenAI keep working. Uh-huh. I, I'll tell you this. I think the I think what's actually happening is that the way they train the AI is they have it scoured the internet, mm-hmm. and then they look at what words appear after what. words words and what is the most probability for certain words to appear after others what happens is people on the right are very very active on facebook and twitter and social media and they're posting like crazy and the left sits there and just stares at what their what their priests tell them i mean figurative priests. so so when will our vice president predictive text machine machine get the software update because <laughs> it's not working she has like an earpiece in her ear and when someone asks a question it auto like it's it voiced a text into an ai <laughs> And then it just reads it to her, and she just repeats it. It's just, that's the wire to her battery. We're good. Yeah. That's I mean, that's what were we talking about before I got really excited about this AI? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gun rights? Just, oh, yeah, gun <laughs> rights. Guns. Something like that. We're talking about guns. We're All talking right. about guns. We're talking about how everything's great, and the country's in perfect shape, and there's no way we're headed towards any kind of civil war. Oh, there's so going to be a prosperous economic that. future. Yeah. Like, we're going to be civil great. War. We're all going to be rich. The Bitcoin's recurring theme. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about how there will never be a civil war and beanies are terrible, but like that, nothing that would interest, nothing you would have anything to say about. <laughs> we had a great discussion. Actually, we were talking about Representative Cornyn being booed at the GOP. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yep, yep, no, we yep. started talking Ch- about a, a Harris Buttigieg ticket, which I want to see. I'm sure they would just blow us out of the. It water. is the most sterile ticket in America. That is a perfect who, way. Who else are they going to run? They're the most boring. It's yeah. boring. It's yeah. safe. It's something you can read in a college mm-hmm. dissertation, right? But there, there is nothing. 
nothing there that that screams vitality, that screams energy, that screams you know uh, like like leadership. They like they look like two people who would be in a commercial for a corporate product. Like that's how boring they are. I mean, like I think of that ticket and I think of a hospital. But, but, right? But, like, and the hallways like and ads they, yeah. they make where, like, the, the doctor's standing there smiling. Yeah. Why? Because he gave oh, birth yeah. at a hospital? Well, no, because yeah. what they want for you is a giant, you know, nurse, like a nursing home padded room kind of situation. And so, they would be the ones like, oh, here's your, here's your medicine today. Here's your food. We should yeah. just make this whole show just like every episode now is we just ask questions to the magic AI. <laughs> I said, is the United States heading for another civil war? And it said, there is no way to know for certain, but the current political climate suggests the possibility for another civil war is greater now than it has been in a long time. Wow. Correct. Wow. Accurate. You should me. bring, uh, you should bring this AI on as a guest. Yeah. Next guest. Let's have him as a computer or her. Sorry, I'm, I gendered the, the, the yeah, AI. Yeah. Well, but then you I'm gendered canceled. it again when saying him instead or her. of, yeah. Oh, okay. It. Mm. That's that's offensive. Like it, it, depending on how I you mean, ask we, but the we, question, you, you can't tell me a computer's non-binary. Literally, how many Well, actually, I think that there's there's a, there's a point to that, right? Like, if you if you think about like all our technology, whether it comes all software comes down to the in and out, mm-hmm. right? It's left or right, right? It, open or closed, and so. You know, I think that, you know, when people talk about, well, technology is to blame for our, you know, societal ills and social media. And it's like, well, you know, if if you have a system that's built on a binary choice that you're translating your world through, then maybe you're not necessarily wrong. What does that mean, though? Is quantum computing the future, right? Like, to help us solve our societal ills? I don't know. Well, no, I, I think there's just an irony to the fact that these machines have to function within the confines of the ironclad laws of reality, mm-hmm. but they remove people from reality by making them completely detached just through like debauchery and excess comfort and all the other things that make you stop thinking about the fact that you have obligations to other people and that you can't just be whatever you want or do whatever you want. They load them in into convenience and then mm-hmm. they beat them over the head with absolute lunacy and, and mental disease. And that's the byproduct of the modern man and woman. Well, we live in the post-information well, age. Well, we, I live s- in, we live in the post-information age. You can Google yourself into believing whatever you want to believe. Well, if you just you start with your premise and then you Google it until you get enough articles that pile up to say, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Because what you've done is you've given people access to information. You've given. No one's given it. You can't put the genie back in the bottle because humans would eventually create the Internet. Like, I don't I don't credit it to – I understand that people participated in it, but mm-hmm. this is not – we don't look back at the invention of the Gutenberg Revolution and go like, oh, my gosh, how did anybody think of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, 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 but but the, you, can't put the, you can't put the genie back right. in the bottle. So now what is the responsibility of us? We are all, we are all undergoing this – in this this transition from the the information age to the post information mm-hmm. age because you have access to all this information what did we lose what what do we not have the ability to evaluate it very well, mm. well how many hundreds of years did it take to get a citation system just for books well i don't think it's that problem of valuation i think it's that uh, it right now what we're going through is what i call the friction of singularity we want to come to agreement Right? No, we don't. I think uh, so. No, we don't. I think we do. It's no. just that who's, what do we agree on is what we're fighting over. 
I don't think we will. I, you look at the history of mankind, we don't want to come to agreement. Yo, I wish I could read what just happened. Dude, this is like, honestly, I'm dying over the this The best one. answer. <laughs> I, I can't read it on YouTube. This is can amazing. Can you screenshot it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, can I can, can you like, screenshot this and tweet it or something? Because this is hysterical. I can't <laughs> wait like, to hear this. Yeah. Give us the family-friendly version. Does that famous. become... No, I, I, we can't. It's not like there are vulgar friendly. words in it. I just think the content of it might get Tim banned. I don't know. So I asked it about a particular conspiracy about some high-profile... Democrat people oh, and uh, the answer is <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> you got to send it. You got to send it around. Send it. If, you, if it's going to get you banned, you got to send it around. All right, yes. let me screenshot it. I'll please. send it to you guys. Please. Everyone's listening and like, I need to know the answer. Yeah, I'm sorry you're not inside on the joke maybe, maybe Maybe I can give a family-friendly version. It basically like there's this conspiracy theory about, you know, the Clintons and I, I asked the AI and it, it said... <laughs> The an- it just answered sort of in the affirmative. Sort it of said, in the affirmative. It said, it said, some people think it's happened many times. Well, some people think it's only happened a few oh, times. <laughs> like, when it said that it's debatable. But it's happened. It's not debatable that it's it happened. It's a debate that it's happened. <laughs> something to do with people having information. Some people think it's happened many times. Some people think it's only happened a few times. I just can't literally. believe it gave me that. That's incredible. Here, Luke, I'll send it to you. So I'm assuming it has. I to love. I love that. So I've been posting all this AI stuff because it's hilarious. Like you know, uh, I asked it to make a picture of Nancy Pelosi. We showed all the AI generated images. It's just oh. really funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I saw this one. You should. You should ask the the random image generator AI to uh, give you an image of an assault weapon or an Ooh. assault rifle. You're Why? Gonna, what is, have you done it? N- I've seen some of them. That's some wacky cartoon stuff you're getting. It's just random pistol grips attached to parts of black <laughs> objects. It's great. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. What do you think, you know, as people say, you know, everything's going to be automated, AI is the future. What do you think AI should not handle or should not get? Like, what business should oh. AI not get into? Elections. Based. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I am I am just totally uh, and entirely opposed to the use or production of pornographic materials in general. Okay. So I think wholesale, I would say AI, AI should not be used for that. But I don't think anything should be used for that. Okay. Though I could see that being an application. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe also like uh, economic distribution. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, could you? What would you do if you created an AI and the first thing it did is affirmed God? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like the AI is like no, it, it's statistically required that it's it's necessary. It's, it's just reading Thomas Aquinas. So j- January sixth <laughs> is the AI epiphany. Aquinas and like Augustine, and then was, we're like, we don't know how it came to this conclusion. Like, <laughs> well, you got that one, but then you got the other one. It's like, well, what happens if like the you know if an AI is this stereotypical pure logic, and it just decides that like all people of a certain genetic makeup are not worthy of existing. Hmm. You know, like people don't understand an AI would. So if if you let's say you created like a food distribution artificial intelligence that was actually looking into or tracking how distribution has worked and how consumption rates work, one thing I would say is an AI would probably immediately destroy the U.S. economy. Oh, if yeah. if yes. you had an artificial intelligence and said, look at the world, come up with an idea for proper distribution, it would be like, these people are too fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it would be like... They need no food immediately. Yeah. But, but <laughs> it would also say, for proper human population distribution, giving that food to other countries that, that typically have more kids would be a bad idea because then population growth would be too rampant and unsustainable. So there's a net positive for the AI in terms of balancing the fact that 
Americans may eat a lot, but they don't have kids. Hmm. Whereas if you bring that food, you know, one thing I'll point out, people always say like, oh, there's so many starving people. We need to give them food. And it's like if you just dump loads of food in in, in, uh, undeveloped nations where the birth rate is like five to seven, they eat all the food and then have way more kids and they have more starving people. (laughs) We need to teach them. Exactly. How to, how to farm and do all that stuff. So it, an AI certainly would be like, no food for anyone. So, so. Everyone I, starves. I'm looking at this screen, uh, that, of this, this doll E mini. Yeah, so th- I use the doll E mini AI image generator to, it, to make an assault weapon, and my favorite is whatever this thing is. <laughs> it's the this barrel on the, that's yeah, not, the barrel's on the wrong like, side. You know, you know what <laughs> this looks like? It, this, this looks like, um, the, 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 the weapons that you get to make in Call of Duty. <laughs> It's for the you, you know whatever you like the new like the the the, the hyper not realism modified guns from Call of Duty Warzone that like after the 2019 version just went spiraling downhill right, and then you had one person describing it and another person drawing it but the person describing it didn't know what they were looking at and the person who was drawing was like a a, a, a mechanic yeah just random no he <laughs> <laughs> saw what I typed in I saw it too the thing is we all know who would win. I typed in Alex Jones fighting Superman into the AI image generator. Now we're Alex Jones I, I, I told it earlier. Uh, I said a, a, a picture of Donald Trump giving an award to Donald Trump. And legit, it made a really good one. It was Trump putting an award on another Donald Trump. I was, yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, Not mean. just this thing works. <laughs> no one deserves it more than him. That's right. <laughs> because he is me. He's the greatest. And then, but, but, it's no, like no, the rickest Rick. Yeah, but no, you need Trump talking to Trump saying, I'm giving you this award. Oh, thank you. I did. I will quite frankly, thank you. I've always thought you were very handsome. That's true. I'm very handsome. I am so very handsome. I, I've told that frequently. He still goes off on tangents complimenting like himself instead of himself. <laughs> we only he give awards to the, to the best people, folks. Yes. Yeah. Only the best folks. Seven candy bar, candy bar to the person who can determine which tangent is referring to which Trump. Um, but while this is loading, what, what, what is your answer to questions like, what AI should not have handles over? I think that AI should definitely not have a handle in uh, like healthcare. Oh yeah, mm. healthcare. I think. Is- well, here's here's the crazy thing about uh, AI and healthcare. Not it doesn't necessarily, necessarily it doesn't need to be actual artificial intelligence. Simple machine learning algorithms tracking your behaviors can do crazy things. Like uh, there's that story of the father who got a bunch of pregnancy ads sent to his daughter, like not, like oh, maternity yeah. gear. So he starts getting letter like things in the mail lab- labeled to his daughter, and it was like maternity clothing and like diapers. And he's like, "My daughter is is not old enough for this stuff." And it turns out her behaviors and her searches, she didn't know she was pregnant, but typing in these certain things, the algorithm did, and so it triggered a marketing response of pregnant person needs pregnant products. There's w- one thing they're talking about that's really fascinating, and I don't know, maybe a good thing, is that based on your your search history. Based on your, 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 your movement behaviors and patterns and, and all that stuff and sleep patterns, it can tell you if you have a disease right away. Like if you've got cancer or tumor or some kind of deficiency, that's where it gets crazy. Imagine not even – like I'm wearing the whoop, right? Mm-hmm. And this talks about – it tells me like if I'm sleeping well or not. Imagine that you are just using Facebook, but just based on your Facebook patterns, it figures out that you're pre-diabetic. And it just sends you a message like, hey, we noticed based on the, your, your patterns of behavior, you're pre-diabetic. If you do these things, 
you will reverse course or something like that. Wouldn't that be? I mean, that's 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 crazy, dude. This I girl who Google searched it. pickles and peanut butter once, and they was like, she's pregnant. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the other question is, I wonder how apocryphal it is. Now, I do, I know we got to get to this, but I want to use that question, the, the both of your questions, for one last thing that has to go with uh, the answer with. What should an AI not be in charge of? Anything to do with human rights, because then you are no longer a citizen, you're a subject. It's the same thing with gun control. If you think people should not have the right to bear arms, you don't view them as citizens, you view this, them as subjects. This is weird. I, I asked the AI to make Alex Jones fighting Superman, and it just made Alex Jones as Superman fighting alongside him. Yeah, or fighting they would never himself. fight each other. Because they Alex Jones is Superman. <laughs> they're they're, they're <laughs> like going to fight the deep state. All right. Yeah, that's what's never been one. seen in the same room together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is just what we'll, we'll do for the rest of the night. We'll just type, type <laughs> it. It is Friday night. All right, here. Oh. Don't, don't pull it up. Okay. I'm scared. Mystery. Technically, it's time for Super Chats, but it who is. might Yeah, but here, let's, I'll, while he's typing, I'll get to my point, is that this idea of human rights and this idea of like an AI, you do not want an AI in charge of something that we refer to as human rights, mm-hmm. right? Does mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. Because at that point, because the, an AI is something created by a human, mm-hmm. but it also has to deal with, it also becomes a philosophical question of human rights. Right. And we recognize, that when, we, when, when we recognize within our order of government that a government does not have the right to dictate human rights. Right. Yeah. It also doesn't have the right to infringe fringe on them and so if you give that to an ai it you are already creating a hierarchy of ai over man right and which it brings up to the problem of the dual bifurcation of the united states we have left and right Mm -hmm. and on the and and as you expand that you're finding absolute contradictions which you call good i call evil you have the second bifurcation of the government and the people and the problem that I think you're seeing within the way that we are engaging in government is that or we are engaging as citizens is that as that gap, that bifurcation solidifies between the government and the people, even within that government strata, you will have the right and the left. You have people competing against each other's. They will engage in lawfare against one another that will use the people below which, you know, as to the idea of the company redacted, if you want to check it out, Moon's Haunted, we got mm-hmm. stuff on the site, it's going, it's already live. Um, but the idea of as below, so above, you, is you have the government above that as they're engaging in lawfare, engaging in creating things like assault weapons bans and all of these other things, they're using you as fodder to target their political opponents in government. Mm-hmm. And so, it's ridiculous. Like, as yeah. bl- if you want, the, if you want to have the AI question, no, I don't want AI over my rights because I do not. We, as our government, do not recognize that the government is allowed to perceive us as subjects. If you yeah. want to take away the people's guns, you do not see them as human beings; you see them as subjects. Well, and people don't realize with the question of AI and ethical concerns, we're really going to have to start confronting that in a very real way in the near future. So even just looking at something like self-driving cars, once we have fully autonomous vehicles, you're going to be expecting artificial intelligence to make decisions literally about who lives and who dies in certain scenarios. So for example, if a child runs out into the street and the only way to avoid the child is for the car to steer into another car next to it because there isn't enough time to brake, the AI has to decide, do you hit the child or do you risk killing the passenger or kill the passenger? This is iRobot, basically, right? The scene, the scene, how it starts, or, you know, save the girl, save the girl. Mm -hmm. No, you have a higher probability of, Mm -hmm. you know, a chance of living. My system tells me. Well, but, the, <laughs> you know. And I think at this point, what's going to have to happen is whoever is designing the AI is going to be, like, writing probabilities such as that. And they're going to be telling the AI in what situations should you save 
Cool. It's yeah, almost, that's very it's, frightening. It's Let's, we got to go to Super Chats. So oh, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends if you do want to help out. As a member at TimCast.com, sign up. You'll get access to our library of exclusive members-only shows. There's like several hundred episodes. Check it out. It's really, really cool. But let's read what you guys have to say. We went a little late because I was generating funny images. <laughs> All right. Benjamin uh, Greving says, arguing over who the Dems will pick for president in 2024 doesn't matter when they are going to... to uh, 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 I'm not going to read that one. Aww. I know what he's going to say. Yeah, but uh, when the Republicans are going to win anyway. That's right. <laughs> if you want to create conflict, stop continue destroying any hope that our electoral system works. All right. Bobcat says, Tim, can you address the rumors that Chicken City was created only so Seamus can pick up some chicks? I'm a gorilla. He does sleep with well, the chickens. So the I can I confirm. Do. I sleep out there a confirm. lot because <laughs> I don't, they don't let me in the house. Cause you smell and, and, But I smell weird because I sleep with the chickens. So I don't know. It's just not like a problem that solves itself by keeping me outside. But I'm just I, happy I to be here, guys. This I'm is just real. He does actually. Sleep really, this is not a joke. I take eggs every morning. I get fresh eggs and I sleep with the chickens. That's not a joke. Every morning I wake up. not satire. Oh, it's so basically, you, you live in Miami. Yeah. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, a lot Cece, of chicken heads there. Cece says, "Yo, climate lockdowns are happening in France right now. Here we go. Is that true?" Uh, I think I saw something, a news article, talking about how the Fran- French government is canceling events because it's too hot outside. So that's that's what I saw. I haven't confirmed it or looked. You see all it. those cows that died? Yeah, yeah. weird. They said upwards That's of crazy. ten thousand cattle may have died in Kansas. Yeah, uh, yeah. Arizona's also the hot. official. The official response was that it was too humid and hot for too long of a period. Hmm. Ten thousand. I mean, I yeah. read Little House on the Prairie or I, when I was a kid, and if well, the cows would freeze their face to the ground. They what? You never heard about the cow freezing its face to the ground? No. Oh, you poor non-Midwestern yeah, person. All right. Why well, no, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, I, it's a joke. But oh. so, so no, no, the cow, the, they, they would stand sleeping and they'd have their face would be down on the ground as they breathe. They would build ice up and their face would get frozen. Get stuck. Andrew Gelling says, we need to rename inflation to corn pop. Then maybe Biden will know how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just make another cereal out of it. <laughs> It'll make him actually care about it. He'll be like, corn pop, I got to stop that thing. Define logic says, hey, Forrest, it's your favorite gun shop employee. Always love seeing you on Tim's podcast. Oh, thanks, man. I'll see you later this week. Probably. All right. A bunch of people saying we should have Tom McDonald on. Uh, would love to, but love he's to. a busy guy doing busy stuff. Andrew Irvin says, conservatism is a naturally reactionary ideology. It will always be on defense and will never take or retake a ground. And if you're not willing to do what's necessary to win, then you deserve to lose. Fair. Duly no, noted. Mm. I don't agree. Uh, we have one from an Ian Crossland. He oh, says, oh. bash, slash, or pierce the like oh, button. Oh, my, very mm. violent. Yeah, very violent. Oh, Ian. Watch out. He didn't include karate chop or knife yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. Lots of no Ian we pee in, no, in the comment no. section. <laughs> Ethereal Project says, have you guys seen Inside Job on Netflix? It's all of the shadow government conspiracies in one animated show. It's like an Alex Jones wet dream. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's like interesting to watch to see what they do, but it's not funny. You know, did you watch it, Luke? No. You didn't? Nope. Really? Nope. There was those Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I watched yeah. some of it and then it was like a psyop and then a psyop of a psyop and and it got really convoluted and it and it and it, and it and it and it was more involved in pushing There is certain points rather than actually writing a good story. There is one funny joke in it where one of the characters is a sentient psychic mushroom from under like hollow earth and it it talks about how Joe keeps trying to hit him up to do like do shrooms or something. I actually thought that was pretty funny. To do what? 
to do to like yeah. to, to do to, to like do psych- psychedelics. Or some some of the characters are, are really interesting, and and the plot is is kind of different. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same kind of Hollywood movie and series that you see with the same yeah. underlining messages that are just tiresome at this point. Boring. Kai Rawl says, Tim, I truly hope tensions in this country never break into open conflict. I've tried thinking what we could expect based on history, and the events that stood out to me were Kansas, 1855, Russia, 1917, and Spain, 1936. I agree with those. Which one, except for, what, what, what was uh, what was Kansas in 1855? Uh, I think it was called Bleeding Kansas. The Kansas. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 1855. I, I do remember studying this in school, but I don't remember it. Yeah, and, and if you don't want violence, I understand that, and I think that's a good Nobody thing. Nobody should And, and you know who also doesn't want violence? All the people who are good at it. If you want to ask yourself a good question, why is it that all the people who are actually good at violence are not participating in it? They do not want it. Yeah, so 1855 was Bleeding Kansas, and mm-hmm. this was John Brown. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that when he walked with the dude and because shot him in the face? So. Because, because Kansas was looking at becoming a southern state? Yeah. Which is, yeah. Slave yeah. state or something like that? Yeah, yeah. it was violent guerrilla warfare between pro- and anti-slavery forces following wow. the creation of the new territory of Kansas. But violent. think about this. That's, 18, that, that's what, six years before the Civil War? Mm-hmm. So yeah. people don't understand this when I talk about the, the tensions we're seeing in this country, and it's not just me. Like we have a, we have a book over here somewhere called "The Next Civil War," where they like outline this. Mm-hmm. There are many people talking about it. Of course, they're all blaming every, the, each other, which is indicative of civil war. Yeah. Uh, Bring the war home by Kathleen Bellow. Well, you're already you're already participating in it. You started your show, show saying like, "Oh, we're off the Silicon Valley infrastructure." That's a form of secession in itself. Dennis Prager on oh, yeah. the show said well, it the other day, where you know people are pulling out of the, of public schools and doing homeschool. In order, we're in it, we're in every mode of this until the kinetic physical. There, phase. there have to be two economies in order for a civil a civil war to begin, because if one side controls the flow of resources, there's no war. Mm-hmm. They just cut off one side, and then you'll get insurgency or something. But if a parallel economy forms, and it already has, then you'll end up with something different. Now, maybe it's just always going to be an information war. Propaganda and, you know, we'll see. Let me, let well, me, let me throw a, this in there. Already not if, if, if the libs hate oil so much, why, why not just, like, keep it away from them? Yeah, there you go. They can yeah. give it to everyone else. Yeah. Right. And, th- and then we'll see how the, they operate. Probably Greta Thunberg not. says, shut down all the oil now. Okay, let's tell all the cities. How about we do that? We yeah. shut it all down. For no, you. I'm, I'm cool okay. with that. Let's actually give them the world they want. Yeah, they right? can have it. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep the oil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Martin Edgar says, I'm extremely disappointed with the NRA. The left yells out the NRA, but my view of them is they are willing to give concessions instead of fight everything. Yeah. Let's see what they come out and say about those people who caved. You kidding? The NRA always caves. They're trash. I hate the NRA. Oh, no. I think the NRA is a great or- institution. It's fantastic. Oh, and yeah. the reason why it's so great is because it's become the whipping boy of people who don't know what they're talking about. That's a good yeah. point. No, I mean, like, in our generation, I'm 32, has every reason to be extremely disappointed in the NRA because we've watched you grandstand and make your your points come from gun culture you know who the nra just put back as their president the same guy they fired for embezzlement wayne, wayne lapierre yeah. right so maybe maybe the stories that were told about him weren't true if you believe that find out for yourself but no the nra is a, the nra if you if if you are honest if you are on the left or you are a pro gun control advocate and you are honest about the conversation Stop talking about the NRA mm. because as soon as you say that, we recognize you're not worth engaging with. They're great at fundraising. They are that. <laughs> well, either no, their the fundraising their fundraising is. platform yeah. is dying of yeah. old age. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. What will happen? I mean, the NRA. all right. Selrin says Nick Ricada talks about 
the first SCOTUS gun control case. The guy died before the hearing and his lawyer didn't get paid, so he didn't show up. The state argued against itself and won the case. Oh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> nice. Wow. All right. Peter Provenzano says, out of the people at the table tonight, how many have families? You are all in your 30s and don't even have your first kid. Lead by example. You can't tell me what to do. Also, I'm not in my 30s. And not yeah. married. Seamus is he's in his 40s. Yeah. <laughs> he's an old man. He's far in dust. I won't tell anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying anything. I also think that a lot of people don't want to just blurt out their private lives for security yeah. reasons. Yeah. Even if I was having a family, I wouldn't tell anybody. I, I mean, Luke be has three kids. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry bro. Do you need sorry. to be married to have kids? You don't, practically. <laughs> well, do you need... Just define need. It's a social yeah, construct. Yeah, exactly. Why do you want the government acknowledging your private relations? I'm with you on that. Thank <laughs> you. Why do I want the government? You got me there. Yeah, you got me. Stop right there. Barbara Stokes <laughs> says, I am a boomer. I am 65. You are wrong about boomers, but I forgive you. I don't remember what I said about boomers. What did I say about boomers? I think it might have been something that you I said. You said I hate boom. boomers, especially if they're 65. I couldn't believe <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I was Barbara. <laughs> might have been the corn and It's all jokes. I, no. I, th- there's criticism to be leveled at the boomer generation. Oh, 100%. And, our, and, and millennials yeah. and Zoomers. Can I, can I add something to that? You know, a lot of the money that we spent that the, that's in the deficit was like spent to like squeeze out like 1% of life expectancy for mm-hmm. like a, a bunch of people, mostly boomers. Yeah. You know, so that's, you know, you spent a lot on our heads. My, Take my, the criticism. Yeah. My, Yo, my, it's going to be really weird. So right now, dispar- uh, boomers hold a disproportionate amount of wealth relative to previous generations at this time. Millennials... I was looking at this chart that historically, millennials now that they're in their 30s should hold a quarter or a third of the wealth of the, of the nation, but boomers still hold it. Mm-hmm. When boomers die and that wealth either goes to the state or to their kids, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be like a tsunami hitting. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, millennials are going to have the homes, the resources and the wealth that their parents were holding on to for a long time. And which, which uh, might, which might encourage people to be closer to their families if they're twisted. Yeah. I'm reading a book by a boomer and the boomer talked about how they will one day be in charge of the economy and now they are. It was written in 1990. It's extremely wow. condescending. And my greatest criticisms against the boomer generation is you outright failed or refused to pass your values or any values onto your children because you said things like, I don't want to force Timmy to believe anything. Right. Good. Now Timmy believes nothing. And how many, how many or, of these parents? Or anything. I know, really. I know a ton of, uh, you know, people I grew up with whose parents were like, I got them the guitar, but I, I didn't force them to play it. I got them the skateboard, but I didn't force them to use it. And now I know a bunch of people who suck. At, at anything, don't know how, they have worthless degrees, and there's a skateboard and a guitar sitting in the corner of the room they never touched. Mm-hmm. Then I yeah. know some people who are pro skateboarders, and they were like, my, my, my dad made me go to the skate park because he was like, if I buy you a skateboard, you're gonna skate, and they're like, okay. Then two weeks later, I said, I don't want to skate anymore. Too bad. We're going to the skate park. I bought it for you. You're going to do it. Now they're pros. Mm-hmm. Now they're rich, successful, and they love sk- They love it. And they're like, oh, it's the greatest thing that my parents ever did for me. Well, And there's an irony here, right? Millennials, if they end up having wealth, a lot of it's going to be inherited from their parents. And this is the generation that's pushing for inheritance taxes because they've been so <laughs> thoroughly propagandized by the state into believing that they exclusively benefit the rich and that they have an entitlement to other people's money and that that will solve the issue of income inequality. It uh, actually makes read, it worse, according to a number of analyses. Let's read some more. Pablo Gonzalez. Alice says, I hear you suggest Kyle and Crystal, they advocate protesting outside of judges' houses. They go as far as saying the right is trying to restrict speech over this. I'm not sure you watch their content. Not can, not, I don't watch all the stuff they do. I see it periodically. My point about Crystal and Kyle is that, yeah, I don't agree with their opinions, but I think they actually try to approach arguments in good faith. Like, you can, you can actually talk to them. Kyle's not a mean guy either. I've seen him criticize me and it was like, 
Well done, but I disagree. That's fine. I think they're wrong. I just think there's a lot of people that just engage in sophistry. I think Kyle and Crystal actually try to give you real arguments and they try to understand their positions. I just don't agree with a lot of them. That's fair. We need more of that. Jimmy Dore is great too. I certainly don't agree with Jimmy Dore on a lot of things, but I think Jimmy's fantastic. He's a, he's a good dude. I like Jimmy Dore too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it's like my thing is, you know, we're, we're, we disagree on so much, mm-hmm. you know, especially, you know, like Ian's here and Luke or all of us, we all have different opinions. Seamus and I disagree on things. But if we're coming at it from like, what are the facts and what are the, what, what are the arguments and why do we feel the way we do? Then we're, we're, we're trying, you know? Mm-hmm. I all actually right. agree with everyone here on everything. I've never disagued with you guys before. That's Even right. me? Know, especially you. Yeah. Wow. Wait. All right. Beastly Devil says, Matt Walsh once critiqued Vosh that reacted to his Johnny the Walrus book. He made the argument that Vosh is trying and as we know already, trying to meet the minimum, minimum word count on an essay project to make them sound smart. This is literally what the left does to try yeah. and sound smart. Correct. They think that if they talk like this and use verbose, uh, a, a verbose lexicon in their explanations of things, it will make them sound much more articulate and intelligent and their argument will be more cogent and acceptable. Instead of just being like, I think this because of this. And also, the 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 double edge to that is they say they say, oh, what you you can't read my explanation? It's too many words for you. Well, you're uneducated. You're dumb. That's why you don't understand it. You don't want to understand it. Why? Too too many words for you, maggot. You know. Well, look. You know what they say? Wordiness is the soul of wit. That's right. Yeah, but that's yes. that. It's part of that. It's like, wow, you 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 don't understand this giant treatise. Well, obviously you're uneducated. Nobody should listen to you, mm-hmm. right? They mistake education for intelligence. Well, also uh, they know, mistake I'm, the idea of they they mistake the purpose of communicating with trying to make themselves sound smart mm-hmm. rather than trying to get an actual idea across. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're really trying to communicate something. Then what you should do is try to condense it into something that's more consumable. That's part of why I've like dedicated my life and my business towards making short cartoons. Well, some things cannot be reduced into a small format. They and cannot. that's but, true. But that's true. I, I, I like, agree like, with you. There's a reason for a dissertation. There's a yes. reason for a long paper. It makes sense. However, it can't be you, everyone. you have the same people who are trying to present that they are being intelligent presenting while also simultaneously that saying that intelligent presenting is also racist because insert minority here can't do it then why do you talk that way this is all soft i will i will yeah. say i agree with you that there are some explanations that require a longer form 100% but it's also the case that if in, if you can communicate that same idea with less words, you are more intelligent. And they never even consider that. Oh, yeah. Let's read some more. We got Fear Me 16. It says, once heard Ann Coulter say there are a lot of bad Republicans, but there are no good Democrats. Mm. Ooh. Interesting. He, I, there are I some, agree oh, with her. They, I mean, what do you guys think of Dennis Kucinich? I know he's not like around in politics anymore, is he? He's like he's, a, he's an old guy. I think. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, he, he tried to abolish the Federal Reserve, didn't he? Yeah, he's a Democrat, I think, right? right? And yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, I heard that, and I was like, oh, really? That, that, that uh, yeah, that, there's not, I don't think there's, there's a lot different less good de- Democrats, right? And that's another thing. It's well, a totally different de- generation. The Democrat then, the Democrat now is just too majorly different. Well, things. the Democrats attacked him and kicked him out of office. Right. Sure, they oh, yeah. So that, did that with Lieberman? He's going up against the, uh, the system. They, is this another questions. A second angle? big switch? I mean, Bernie the, Sanders just caved and was yeah. like, after my third house. I was like, okay, Hillary, whatever you say. You, you know, on the Bernie thing, you know, everyone points at the houses, right? But have you guys actually looked at, like, the political infrastructure of Bernie? It's like his wife runs the consultancy, right? And so, uh, so basically, think about that structure right there. He goes and asks for donations, gets the campaign, gets donations, then he pays his wife. 
<laughs> to run the run the campaign. Yeah. Literally, that's nepotism. that's donation money finding its way directly into the yeah. Sanders pockets, right? Uncool. And it's blatant. It's been happening for years in Vermont. And nobody says anything. Well, Part of the reason, I mean, at least yeah, they're married. Yeah. It's not like AOC yeah. who paid a non-boyfriend money to do something. Was that was that her? No, was Alan, that Alan, Alan Omar, paid, Omar paid her, and that their boyfriend and girlfriend now. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm from Minnesota. I should have known that was Ilhan. But like, okay, at least Bernie Sanders has it on the paperwork that he's being dishonest. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> I, I, the, the administrative state approves of your corruption. Yes. The, I mean, shout out to the Republicans I, that made a bunch of money off the stock market too. Like, yes. yeah. I, I don't. Dan I don't Crenshaw. Have for Dan any of these one. The reason. Yeah. I bring up and love discussing Bernie's houses is because so much of his constituency thinks that being a landlord makes you the scum of the earth. And I find something hilarious about the idea that it's okay to own three houses when you only need to live in one and keep the other two vacant in case you might like to go there. <laughs> yeah. But it's horrible and evil to own three houses, live in one, and allow other people to live in the other two houses. Because no right. communist thinks they're going to end up a dirt farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, because uh, you know what? Yes. When you're a communist, you're when when you're going to be the poet. You, well. Yeah, you're, when you're, it's the same thing with um, anarchist utopians. No one thinks that they're going to be the one beaten to death with a cudgel. <laughs> right, same thing, let's, let's they think they're going to run in the Politburo. Yeah. Yeah. We got Dan Petty says werewolf makes sense now. That's right. A woman who transforms into a wolf monster would be a whiff wolf. If you are going by actual like Germanic language, the wolf wolf. a whiff wolf, a werewolf, a whiffle bat. Nitro Cat official says matriarchy has been tried before. The episode of Survivor where it was the men versus women. The men had a shelter within the day and the women got caught in a storm. Yo, I, 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 some say that all these videos are just fabricated for ratings. One of them I watched, it was like two islands, the men on one, the women on the other. The women got lost and then like, they were like, let's split up. We'll go look for water. You stay here. And the women who went to look for water walked around in circles like five times and are crying and breaking down because they didn't understand how they had gone in circles because they were like setting markers, but they kept going in circles. And then they did this overview of the map and they're like showing the route they kept taking and they were freaking out. The men had a shelter, they had fire, they had food. Some say they, they did that to make an entertaining video that people would share and talk about. And it was intentionally like guys who had skills and women who didn't. But nonetheless, those those episodes, of, they do exist. Well, have you considered that those women were raised in a patriarchal society that didn't teach them survival skills and that's why they failed? It's uh, an indictment of sexism. Because it's the patriarchy that's keeping it. They were taught how to do it. it the, the, the instruction was simple. Go find a man. There you go. Yeah. Go find you a man. <laughs> the second protects the rest says the FBI under Trump is the exact same FBI under Biden. Yeah, I want to make that point. Yeah, That yeah, is know. correct. It, Trump, sort of Trump got in. Trump's FBI. I don't think it's Trump. Uh, Trump's FBI or Biden's FBI. I think it, it's the FBI and then they don't own Trump, but they do own Biden. And right. so it's the, the institutions cool. are of themselves, right? The FBI is the FBI. It'll sit there and it will be if the administration, the executive branch that's supposed to run it tries to you know, come after them, it's going to resist. Mm-hmm. If, if you try to, you know, so the, the institution, once it gets large enough, will just seek to preserve itself, right? And that's why, again, it's all just a shuffle. In, in some other universe, Mueller would have been the guy, been Trump's AG, and Bill Barr would have been doing the, the special counsel. I think our, com- I, I think our commenter makes a good point, is that you can talk about the corruption in the justice system all day long, but you have to, produ- you have to provide a solution and an alternative. 
part of that solution would be if you're the Department of Justice, seek justice. I think I, there's a right. part of it. You have to seek justice. My right? solution is personnel is policy. Get the person who believes what you want, what you need in there, and they will do the rest. Yeah, let's read. Let's read some more. We got uh, Lavuddy says just blew my family's mind today with the whole eight and nine month elective abortions that are happening in some states. Yep. I have never seen a more disgusted face. Mm. Godspeed with what y'all do and keep it up. Good this is what happens. Democrats tried to legalize eight and nine, uh, abortion at any time for the health of the mother. Abortion is defined by the CDC as a termination of a pregnancy that does not result in a live birth. That would mean if a woman at eight and a half months was at risk, they could kill the baby instead of just delivering a viable baby because it says a viable baby, blah, 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 all of it's laid out. My question is, well, why? Why not just say if the baby cannot survive, like all attempts must be made to save the baby, and the immediate response is, it never happens anyway. Why are you so obsessed with this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't say it was happening. I said, why do you want to legalize it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's my That's all I'm saying. And this is, we, we talked about this. We've talked about uh, this on the show a number of times, but they'll say health of the mother. And then there are late-term abortion doctors who will say, yeah, the most cited reason is depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people think like, oh, we have to deliver this baby early or she's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, she's depressed. No, no, no. In, they're in saying – the in this instance, they're literally saying if, if a woman's health is impacted for any reason, mm-hmm. they can be like, guess we got to kill the baby. Mm-hmm. But it's like, w- w- what if we delivered it instead? Mm, mm-hmm. Nope, nope. It has to die. Do you guys like, know well, the statistics on, on, on the abortions it. and, and stuff? Does. It's not it's, great. It's uh, – I think over 90% of abortions are elective. like just elective. No. 99, yeah. is it 99% of no, abortion? Yeah. I think it's yeah. 93. It's like, it's over 90. And so that means rape, incest, and medical go in like what, 10%, 10% or less? Less, less, than that. less than that. Yeah. Yep. yep. All yeah. The, and, and that is the disingenuous nature of the conversation. Right. Because you say, we want it to, we have the issue, we have the issue of abortion. And they say, well, what about rape? Really, really? No, like, no, 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 say yes, okay. No, no, no. I mean, so you want to ban the other ninety-three percent? They'll go no, no, no. Like, no then why you don't? Bring it up? Then don't lie about it. Right. Just no, 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 stop lying. I, say, I just I say this to people when they're like, well, "What about rape and incest?" I'm like, "Oh, we'll, we'll make sure there's exceptions for that." And yeah. then they're like, "Okay." Well. And I'm like, "So would you ban the other ninety-three percent then?" And they go, "No." I say, no. Then well, why then did you bring the it problem, up? Right. Why did you ask me then? Right. It's it's dishonest. Stop being dishonest. Or just just sure, but I wouldn't say that. I'd just be like, "Oh, okay. Why'd you ask?" Why did you ask? Oh, because you're dishonest. I got you. Yeah, but if you want to actually like... I don't think the word is dishonest. I think it's subversive. Mm. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are just repeating talking points. So you just approach it like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. We should definitely allow that then. So what what about the elective birth control abortion? Should we get rid of that? No? Okay, then why'd you bring up rape at all? Like when we had when we had that dude Matt on, he said something like, "This never happens, Tim. Late term abortions don't happen." And then I was, and then I said, "Do you think a woman should be allowed to have an elective abortion at nine months?" And he goes, "It's her choice." And I'm like, "Okay, you see, there's the issue. Yeah, another, You're saying it never happens. It never happens. Legalize it." And I think it, I think it should be allowed. I'm like, "Okay, that's my issue. Yeah. You want it to happen, yeah. whatever, man. You would let it happen, right? Is that's that's really what it is? They want it to happen. They think it should happen. They think women, uh, so. There, there you go. And if you don't affirm that they should happen, then we're going to burn down your pregnancy resource centers. Yep. All right. Your wait. It's wait, well, is, and this is, is it, what they is say. Is it really yours? Well, is it really yours? This no, is what it's they just say. because it represents something that isn't mine. So I'll burn it down. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is what they say. If you know, pro-lifers don't care about these women, and they don't care after about children after they're born. And then when pro-lifers literally have charities and organizations set up to provide these women with resources when they're brave enough to bring life into the world, pro-choicers torch them. That's what they're doing. Imagine oh, yeah. that. Let's read some more here. We got Darth Derivative says, Tim, gaslighting and lying is what got us here. It will not get us out. You won't read this. 
Well, oh, the last part of that sentence is wrong. So oh. I guess the rest mm-hmm. of it must be wrong too, right? Psych. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You cannot so defeat you gaslighting. Tim, you're good at the super chat stuff, man. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, we'll just grab. Uh, let's just grab a couple more here. A couple more super chats. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "Tim, did you write Will of the People? I did. I wrote it. I sang it. I wrote the guitar for it. Not the Muse uh, version." Not the Muse version. No, that one's not that good. I don't like it. I'm a big fan of Muse, though, but I just didn't like that. Um, also, I feel like they kind of ripped off a lot of my, my art and style and, you know, whatever. But, uh, yes, I have a song. It's called Will of the People, and you can search for it and listen to it. I sang it. I wrote the guitar for it. The lead guitar was a studio musician, and uh, Nishra Allman produced the song and arranged it and worked with some uh, outside uh, talent to, to put it all together. I wrote the story. I wrote the concept for the video, and all of that from creation inception was mine, except for all the nitty-gritty pieces that were putting everything together. So, yeah, I'm very excited for that. We also have a bunch of music coming out. Uh, maybe by August, I think we'll have a full album. We have 10 songs demo-tracked already. One is complete. We have a couple that are near completion. We're working with uh, Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring on drums, so I'm super excited for that. And we have a big plan for a big release with big marketing. It should be like a very traditional album release. So anyway, thanks for hanging out, guys. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show. Head over to TimCast.com and become a member if you want to help support all of the work we do. It's basically how we make the operation run. We do a show on podcasts and then tell everybody, support us. Ads aren't really the heavy lifting for the most part. It's membership. So if you really do want to help us get more journalists, expand the operation, launch more shows, that's how you do it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at TimCastIRL, where we post clips every day. You can follow me at TimCast. And uh, smash that like button. Vish, you want to shout anything out? Shout out to the New York Young Republican Club. Mm-hmm. Follow us, nyyrc.com. And, uh, yeah, pay attention to uh, the good things coming up, man. Uh, we have a hot midterm, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be in there from New York 23 trying to win back the house for Republicans and um, you know just pay attention cool cool yeah I, my name is Forrest Cooper I am the philosopher on violence if you want to follow me on Instagram my personal page is F-O-X-R-O-E underscore official for Fox Row official the business page for redacted is at redacted LLC and then my personal Instagram or not Instagram Twitter page which I occasionally use is um, at Fox Row and that's where you can find me right now. First of all, uh, shouts out to uh, Lydia's better half, Andy. He yes. uh, he builds a lot of the cool stuff uh, out here. Today is his birthday. He's a really cool, awesome human being. So shouts out oh, to happy Andy. Happy birthday, he's, Andy. He's, yeah. he's pretty incredible. And uh, I'm leaving. Um, it wasn't because of video games. Uh, <laughs> I just got my own thing to do. And I'm going to be doing a lot of different stuff, projects, shenanigans. You can keep up with me on LukeUncensored.com. Um, and if you guys will have me back, I'll come back after I, I'm done doing my my radowski stuff and uh if, he's doing some weird it. hippie acupuncture retreat or something oh, of course. Nah, i'm gonna like rub crystals on his ass <laughs> whatever yeah. he's doing on my buttocks this is a family-friendly <laughs> show timothy pole oh, what, okay. whatever he's doing it's not important but the important thing is he won't be here oh my god <laughs> everybody how okay. charitable seamus off luke. to the potato man <laughs> luke i will miss you believe it or better not. i will look i mean there's got to be someone to take the heat on this show uh, <laughs> but i'm seamus Coglin, I make cartoons. We released a cartoon yesterday about uh, the attempted assassination of Kavanaugh and how the left one responding to that and inciting that. So you guys might want to check that out. Also, I have a website now because we're trying to get independent from big tech. So go to freedomtunes.com. You can become a member for, five, for just five bucks a month. You'll be supporting the content that we're making. You will also get an extra cartoon each week as well as behind the scenes content. 
So we've already got like, I think seven cartoons up there now and then uh, a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Did you do the voices on all the Freedom Tunes? Most of them. Tim uh, plays Fauci. And then there's a a female voice actress who does most of the female voices, but I do most of them. I also did that one Antifa guy. And the one Antifa guy. That's right. I think a cop once as well. Yes. Yes. Can I say Freedom Tunes radicalized me? (laughs) (laughs) See the good work we're doing? Go to FreedomTunes.com and become a member to help support us. Yes, wonderful. Thank you guys for tuning in on this most wonderful of national holidays. That is my husband's birthday. He's 27 again and just as youthful as he actually was when he was 27. You guys may follow him at Andy Leiterman on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter and Minds.com as well as SarahPatchlitz.me. We will see all of you over at, well, actually, no, it's Friday. That's right, it's Friday. Uh, we will see all of you over okay. at Cast Castle. Go to YouTube.com slash Cast Castle. In the, the last three uh, videos I think we did, maybe it's three, uh, Jamie Kilstein, the comedian who's been on the show several times, he's coming on to help us produce the uh, the comedy portions of the Cast Castle vlog. When we first launched it, the idea was to do a vlog and then mix in you know comedic bits and, and, and funny things. We, we had one in the beginning where like Luke blew up the castle on his way. It was very simple. And then since then, we've been trying to get into the habit of making it kind of like a semi-fictionalized version of, of the work we do here to make it funny. Jamie has absolutely done that. We have a whole bunch of plans, all these crazy jokes written out. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So check out youtube.com slash castcastle. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.